Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 13th of September, 2023. This is The Gap, episode 678. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gure's here. Uh, Job, it's, uh, you've been out all week, and so you've got like two games on here. I know. Which is, which is an upgrade from last week. That is, that is true. It's, it's more for both of us. Uh, huge effort yeah. from the both of us. Uh, but yes, I was, uh, you know, cavorting about. Uh, so yeah, I didn't have all that much to talk about, I guess. Uh, but you know what I am going to talk about? I'm going to talk about it a lot, I think. Or are we not there yet? I don't know. Uh, it seems like you've been playing a lot, so I'm concerned about how much I can talk about with one of these games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, what are we talking about? Starfield. Starfield. Yeah. yeah. Before we go, before we move on. I just want to say, uh, you know, I, I, I talked it over with our lawyers at Warfare and, and uh, Heart, and uh, they told me that we're actually in the clear for giving terrible medical advice. Apparently, giving terrible medical advice is what podcasts do these days. Oh, if right. you look at any of our contemporaries, right, they're all giving terrible me- medical advice. So us saying you should take two hay fever tablets in mm. a single day last last week was actually bang on par. Probably oh, that's why the numbers were up last week. That, that that's what it is. See? We're finally <laughs> getting on to No, it wasn't that. It was <laughs> we're finally we've twigged on to what mm. makes podcasts work in uh in this day and age. So uh yeah. yeah. Uh, I just wanted to clarify that. So yeah, we're in the clear from our lawyers. So yeah, we're all good. Well the other thing we can talk about mm. is uh, we are an elderly gentleman mm. that is, we were starting to lose hair in certain places oh, to yeah. get it back. Peanut butter, turns out. Uh, what? You just like smear some peanut butter on there and then I'm, I'm assuming it's probably okay. You're okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to, why do you look confused? Uh, where are you losing hair, Luke? Uh, uh side of my face. Oh, right. Yeah. You said, uh, certain places. Hmm. Uh, I immediately thought you were going bald down in the uh, the old crotchal area. Right. Yeah. No. And people pay a lot of money for that. That one's so, still uh, good. Yeah. Still good. Still hairy. No, I mean, while we're given bad bad advice. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Uh, bad medical advice. And yeah. as we'll just go peanut butter. I was just lasered in on, uh, yeah, you losing all your hair. No, uh, not me. I was t- talking about you. Oh, me, right. Side of your face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right, 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 right. <laughs> used to be a lot thicker. What happens? Uh, I keep fucking it up. No, I'm going, this is this is the look now. This is it. This is what we do now, right? <laughs> right. I decided if you refuse to grow a beard, then I'm going to have my hair, my facial hair short to mock you. Okay. Until you Fair grow enough. a beard again. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Starfield. Starfield. Have you finished Starfield? Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> I have. I have been doing so many side quests and stuff yeah, that is not yeah. related to the main mission. Uh, so no, I've not. I'm. I'm at about. I don't even think I'm as far as what you were last week on, on the count. I'm at like. 40 something hours i think really okay yeah i've got a lot of other stuff here yeah maybe you Joke. should stop putting other stuff on the fucking list 
<laughs> yeah, just play Starfield now. Just play fucking Starfield. It could just be a Starfield podcast. Mm. Um, it's like yeah. the new PUBG where we talk about Starfield for like an hour every months. week, and then yeah, and then we eventually switch to something else and come back periodically, despite saying we'll never play it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. 10 months and we're like, this game's fucking shit. So fucking So stupid. shit. Everyone who works on it is such a fucking dumbass. I'm never playing <laughs> this fucking stupid shit again. And then fucking three months later, hey, look goes back. Who's the real fucking idiots? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we went to the Starfield launch party. Oh, yeah, we did. Yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, yep. I uh, At one point... I went to go have a look at some of the things mm. that they had going on. Yep. At this uh at this launch party. Uh there's like a big big I don't know, crate or something and it had like windows that had peepholes. Peepholes that had like yeah. little tiny videos playing. And I went and looked in one and somebody, I can't remember who. I'd had a few drinks at this point mm. and somebody like just drive by roasted me for it. They're like, "Hey, you know, you could just fucking, you could look at Starfield if you were just at home, you fucking idiot. I'm like, who said that? What the fuck happened here? <laughs> it's a person in the crate. <laughs> the, the roasting crate. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, fine. I'm not going to engage with any of this stuff. I'm going back to the bar area. We sort of we sort of carved out a little place right next to the bar and then mm. didn't leave. As there, you do. Which is, yeah, our MO. Um and, uh, yeah, so I didn't really get to check out many of the things that they had going on there, but um, it seems cool. I don't know. I've seen I've seen pictures on Instagram and whatnot. They had, like, some really? mirror room or something. Yeah. Where was this? Huh? Where was the mirror room? Somewhere in there. I, I don't fucking know. Right. Yeah. It was very popular on the Instagram. Um, hmm. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. There, uh, there was this outsider area that had Starfield, and it was like the backdrop was the the Sydney uh, Harbour Opera House. Opera House. Yep. Yep. And uh, there was some sort of drone show going on for a perfume, which was pretty fucking weird. Uh, but um, the highlight for me was that there was this like it was an outdoor area because it's kind of chilly. Uh, that day and, and so they had like this outdoor area and this indoor area and the indoor area was kind of warm and the outdoor area was cold but it was right on the harbour and it was you know not obstructive view and they had this big roller door that mm. uh, was sitting down but it wasn't completely shut for some reason and every now and then when there was a like a big gust of wind uh, those who were standing next to the bar would feel it in our bones because it would just sort of penetrate straight through underneath this roller door and uh, and come on and and chill us. Anyway, um, when they finally shut off the bar service, uh, I decided to take it upon myself to just go straight under that roller door. And let me tell you, it was just barely large enough to fit a Job wriggling his way underneath this roller door. Imagine how would how would we describe this height in terms maybe not definitely maybe the height of an Xbox Series X. Hmm. I would say this oh, not 
Not as high as a PlayStation 5, definitely not. Ah, but I'd uh, say PlayStation 5, but sure. It absolutely was not the height of a PlayStation 5. Uh, it was, yeah, the, it's the height of an Xbox Series X, and uh, yeah, I went straight under. It was slick as shit. Straight under, is this how you describe it? Okay, yep. Uh, or I, I got through eventually, at least, if, uh, if Luke's going to contend... Uh, <laughs> With uh, with straight under, then yeah, I got yep. through. But I did get through, mm-hmm. and then I okay. hopped up, and I started. I was talking to uh, Nate at the time uh, mm-hmm. to tell him that they weren't serving beers anymore, uh, and uh, all of the buttons on my uh, space trucker shirt <laughs> had popped yeah. open while I was wriggling under this door. <laughs> So yeah. I had to do those back up, but I did I did them up real cool, like like I hadn't like nothing had happened, and I uh, yeah, and that was it. And so I went straight yeah. on this fucking door, and it's pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, no, how many how many drinks in were you at this point? Quite a few. Right. So my recollection, yes, yes, of this mm. is hearing this unrelenting noise coming from like the roller door and, and this like loud shaking. I mean, like, what is that sound? And then looking down on the ground and you being like stuck and shaking on the ground. And we were looking at you being like, what is Job doing? I guess he's stuck. <laughs> and, then it, and then we just left you there. And I don't know well, what happened. You didn't even come and help? No. No. Second I w- thing. I was stuck for all of like 0.5 of a second, first of all. Right. There yeah. was a lot of noise. You said before you got under there smoothly. I didn't say smoothly. It just said I went straight under. Straight under. That's yeah. no. There was one hitch. There was a little hitch. And it's, it was, it's called my massive back muscles. Yeah. The second thing mm. is your cosplay. Oh, yeah. You are a space farmer. Space, a space trucker. Trucker. All right. It First is- thing, t- type in trucker red shirt into Google. See what comes up. And then type in farmer red shirt into Google. And had take a look at your your wardrobe is right there. All right, put put in Starfield like space no, trucker, no, not, not Starfield. No, put in Sp- Starfield though. Put in Starfield space trucker and hit images, yeah. and it doesn't come. None up. of these. None, None of, of these are you. None yeah. of them. But fortunately, type in farmer red shirt. Fortunately, I had already sent L- literally the first one. It's like to you of the space trucker uh, as I'd been dressed up as that. Where did I send it? Did I send it? Maybe I didn't send it. Oh, this no, be, I don't think you did. This would be devastating for my argument if I didn't actually send it. No, surely I did. Come on. Don't do me like this. Fucking hell. We've got too many messages. Oh, yeah, here he is. Here he is. Look at him. Where? Fucking, I'm, Your screen sending, I'm sending it to you. I'm sending it to you. There he is. Where are you sending it in to me? In the Discord. In the Discord. I'll just okay. put it in our Discord. Yeah, that's a that's a farming t-shirt. That's Space Trucker. It's literally called Space Trucker Flannel. Yeah. Look, I even have the stats for it. It's got plus five carrying capacity. Yeah, that's a... And that's someone why mislabeled that shirt. Sure, that's what happened. Extra there. carry capacity was what stopped me from going under smoothly under that uh, under that door. Yeah, 
So that's uh, that's what happened there, just uh, for reference. Um, so yeah, I made it under. Uh, everyone thought it was rad. Everyone outside the party thought it was rad. Who? Who? Because they weren't in the party. They were like, "This party out here is yeah, not where going it was as good." Where it was popping, it was <laughs> where it was flopping and popping. Everyone loved it. Inside, all the losers inside, uh, they they didn't enjoy it so much. But uh, hey, can't please everyone. And uh, I did make it under, so now it's on the record. So there you go. Uh, really disappointed to hear that you didn't come and help me. I'm just, I'm kind well, of, you thought I was stuck and you're like, well. We didn't think you were stuck. We just, well, you were struggling. See you ya. fish. See you later, Joe. Enjoy your new home underneath the door. Um, all right. Excellent. Starfield itself, the, the video game. So, uh, how spoilery are we going on this shit? What are some things that you think we should we should have discussed this earlier? Because I don't know how we discuss it now. But what are we restricting ourselves to? Um, have you read the embargo, the NDA, the stuff we're not supposed to talk about? Was there anything in there we weren't supposed to talk about? I don't remember. Uh, not that I recall. We got the game when it was already out, so yeah, no. But sometimes they like blah blah blah. Um, so I think we're okay. Also, the game has been out for a week, so. Oh, a week, yeah. Yeah. Get good. I'm not saying let's fucking game. spoil the fucking you ending. Casual I'm not shrubs. saying like, let's just fucking start talking about the ending. All I'm saying is, can we talk about- Do the aliens show up at the end, finally? It, whether or not aliens <laughs> finally show up at the end of any yeah. story that Luke is telling. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. Can we talk about space powers? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, how many space powers do you have? I mean, how I think- many do I have? Yep, like N or something like that. I have no idea. Right. Okay. Yeah, I got the option to go find space powers, and that's what I did for the next two hours because yeah, clearly I was supposed to go do it earlier or something. I have no idea. Uh, it does feel like that, right? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you get the option, and then you're like, all right, well, I guess I get space powers as many as mm-hmm. I can. Um, but also. Consider like first of all, they're randomized. Did you know this? Oh, are they? No. Yeah. What was the first one you got? The first one I got was the one out of the fucking video, out of the trailer. You know, in the trailer, right at the end of the uh, the final oh, trailer. I got the gravity did. one. Gravity lift. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. Oh, okay. Um, you sure, it's randomized. Yes. Uh, most of them. Maybe the first one isn't randomized, but um, yeah. Otherwise, it is largely randomized. Uh, I think the first one's not randomized because part of the story is you go back to the lodge and he's like, show me your powers. And then you're like, it'd be fucking weird if you like threw him across the, the you know. Yeah. Hit him, hit him against him. the bookshelf or something. Yeah. Shot him with a star weird. beam. That is true. Um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, for all, for all purposes, it's sort of similar to the, um, the, the powers you get in like Elder Scroll Skyrim, but um, Who's rolled up? like the, the the dragon powers. But for whatever reason, uh, this was thirty hours in because clearly we are uh, fucking around doing the the stuff side stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it did feel feel like it was a little bit like oh okay, probably should have been doing this a bit earlier. Um, my bad. 
Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think it like I, I was trying to. I was trying to like push people in that direction when we were talking about it last week. Uh, like talking about like you should do the main quest up until a very obvious point when you get something from the trailer. I believe I said because uh, we were still dancing around the fucking powers. Um, like yeah, you should focus on that shit, but. I don't think it matters too much. I mean, they are pretty fucking awesome. In I t- hardly use them. Oh, dude. Uh, there I just are, shoot everything in the face. There are some fucking killer ones. There are some fucking bankable fucking powers, man. Like, just... Uh, have you got the one where you can see entities through walls? Yep. That's sick. That is so good for stealth oh, missions. It's a good stealthy one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you got the one that turns you fucking invisible? It's even uh, better. It's I'm even better sure. for I've literally been grabbing them and just been fucking oh, running to the next spot. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I'm like, ah, oh, just don't. It's yeah. not a big deal. You keep giving me these things. And I'm like, I don't really need them. Yeah, you, you, yeah, it's not paced super well. There was um, one that was like a gravity area that gives you more oxygen. I was like, what the, who the fuck? What is this? Uh, it's that, like, that's my superpower. I get more oxygen. I think, no, but I think when you, when you trigger that one... You can just sprint forever. Oh, so it's not a bubble. No. No, right. you just like you're able to sprint for as long as you yeah, fucking okay. want. Uh so that one's actually Still. not too too terrible. But uh Yeah. Um I am literally at the end. Uh like I can basically finish whenever the fuck I want now. Uh but I have not I've decided to not do that. Mm. Uh and I'm just doing side quests that I hadn't done um there is I believe there's one power I still have to get uh Barrett if um you you need to do Barrett's companion quest to get all of the powers mm-hmm. uh and so yeah you need to be friends with Barrett basically and do that. So I've been doing, I've been taking him along while I've been doing like the Ryujin corporate quest, which I hadn't done already. I somehow missed it when I was at Neon. Uh, that is a sick quest. I would highly recommend doing that one. You get the fucking titsest fucking uh, reward at the end. It's fucking bonkers. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, I would like, I would recommend doing that almost as early as you fucking can manage. Uh, I think I talked about the Mantis quest last week. That one's still fucking sick. Uh, have you done that one? I don't think I have. Because I remember I last week I went to go... You went. You told me to go look at it and yep. I was like, that's a level 30 quest. Mm. And I was like level, I don't know, yep. 15 or some shit. Um, I think that's the one I'm like currently going to. Right, like yeah, right now, because cool. nice. I'm like 28 or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. <laughs> that quest, uh, I'd still highly recommend it. There are some really fucking good quests deep in the main quest line, like really cool shit going on uh, that I'd love to talk about, but obviously we will not for a little while. Um, but yeah, I'm still really enjoying it. I mean, uh, the more time, so. I think we talked about it last week, but it's the kind of game where the like 
you play it for a bit, you play it for an hour, and you're like, I'm not seeing this. Like, all I'm seeing is this frustrating fucking menu, UI, uh, fast travel, horse shit, clunky, old school Bethesda game, studio design, blah, blah, blah. And then you play it for another couple hours and you sort of know how those systems work now and you understand how to sort of work around the little clunky bits and everything starts to click and you start to like get really obsessed with it and then like you blink and you've played another fucking 10 hours and you're in love right like you're in love with this fucking game you're like holy shit this game is the fucking tits uh, I can't stop playing it, which is literally what was happening to me last week. Uh, productivity be damned. And then um, I think you reach a point where like a healthy, a healthy relationship with the game, right? Which is where I'm at now, where I still think it's the fucking tits. Uh, I still think about pissing away my entire day by playing it, but I'm able to resist the temptation and, uh, and the reason I'm able to resist the temptation is because I've seen kind of, I've seen behind the curtain uh, and I know now what I think is happening, what I think has happened is that now that I've played fuck tons of Starfield, now I wish I was playing the version of Starfield that I can see is supposed to be. Right, I am. I am one hundred percent convinced that there is a there was a version of Starfield out there where you were managing fuel, where you were building outposts like satisfactory light style, uh, farming resources that way, managing your hunger, uh, like. Everything costs about 10 times more than it already does. And so you're managing fucking uh, like you're using your outposts to make money or build things so that you can make money uh, and stuff like that. Like there's zero confidence in the player in Starfield, right? Uh, which is always a problem with the Bethesda uh the Bethesda model, I suppose, is that they never have confidence in the player to just sort of like be good enough uh, or that the co that the player will get what they're trying to achieve, right? And to be fair, like it's understandable why because they constantly put hurdles in the way of that enjoyment, right? Like, no, the, like apparently it's illegal to design... Uh, functioning UI at Bethesda Game Studios. Apparently, if you suggest, like, not having fucking nested fucking menu trees, yeah, if you, <laughs> they take you out the back and they fucking execute you, it's like some wild shit. Nobody, it's the first mistake, first and last mistake every new designer makes when they come to Bethesda Game Studios. They're like, oh, I'm new intake of, uh, <laughs> of UX designers, uh, we got 15 of these ones. Which one? And they said they have like a death pool to see which one's going to make that mistake and then they fucking kill him or her um, or them. And uh, yeah, so like they put all these hurdles in the way and like, yeah, 
if, so why would they have any confidence that the players are going to get part get to the fucking the juice of what they're trying to achieve because they make it so hard to get there in the first place. You know, it's fucking bonkers. But like, yeah, I I reckon the easiest thing that Bethesda could do, um, you know, apparently mod tools, official mod tools are coming in twenty twenty four, like uh Q two around Q two, twenty twenty four, um, release it alongside what I would call Starfield Pro mode. Right, where you play Starfield the way that they always intended, where you actually like have you noticed there's a tooltip that tells you where to farm as much helium three as possible? And helium three nope. is what powers your spaceship, right? Uh Was you it? can yeah. It, uh yeah. Uh and like you would know, right? You would you would know these things if like spaceship fuel mattered even a little bit, but it doesn't fucking matter. So why would anyone give a fuck, right? Uh, but yeah. like, yeah, it, it, there's a tooltip. It's like uh, barren rocky moons are the best sources for helium three. Now, why would it have such a tooltip uh, in a game where that information is completely useless? And I know what you're thinking. It's because uh, they don't have it how to communicate anything in Starfield, which is absolutely true. But outside of that, like that was a tooltip for players to learn where to get Helium 3. And what they would have done is built an outpost on such a planet that would give them the fuel, that would be their fueling outpost, right? Like that is what they were attempting to achieve. And then you've you've got your other things. You'd be like, you'd put it down on a planet with uh, teeming with life and you'd like have your outpost just staffed with hunters or something and they would get loads of food, right? And that would be the outpost you go to for food. And once you leveled up far enough, leveled up outpost engineering, uh, far enough, then you'd have those uh, the transporters, and they'd all all of this shit would just get transported to your main outpost, and that would be your your main hub. That's where you do everything. And there's yeah, I'm one thousand percent convinced this system. This is how it was supposed to work, but they excised it. And now when I play Starfield, I can't help but and I know like like. When you're reviewing something, you're definitely not supposed to do this. But like, just playing it, I can't help but wish I was playing the game that it was meant to be. And th there's also a difference between reviewing a game uh, for what you wish at it had been. What I'm talking about is what I think they cut. I'm talking about the cut content of Starfield, yep. which I think, yeah, if they well, the yeah. stuff they just like never got to finishing. Didn't and finish. Like, well, it's or, all in here. Fuck it. Let's just leave it. I think fuel was actually in it. Uh, I think I was reading that fuel was actually a implemented factor, but they couldn't work out how to make running out of fuel fun, and so they just deleted it. And I think what you would do is, uh, like either, I, I think you'd do it like in um, Elite, Elite Dangerous where you're sort of just stranded in space until someone comes along and you'd get interdicted and it'd sort of just be a 
like in Elite Dangerous, uh, it's not, it's not random because it's populated by mostly really pe- real people. But uh, in Starfield, yeah, you get interdicted by pirates, or uh, or maybe you get saved because a uh, you know a free starship or a UC ship flies past and happens to save you, but the cost of towing you to safety is prohibitive and tie that to the, like you just, you just have to punish players, but Bethesda games don't punish players. You know, that's all it is. Um, yeah. So I think there is a way that they could, could have done it, but it, I doubt it, it probably wouldn't have been fun. It would have been a punishment. And I think, yeah, they're averse to, to punishment. Uh, you're always able to, this is important, right? But you are always able to achieve all of your dreams in a Bethesda game. Okay, never, they're never gonna, they never present you with a choice uh, where you can only achieve one or the other, right? You're always able to get A and B. Uh, and it's it's kind of a, a failing of the Bethesda system, in my opinion. But they make mainstream blockbuster games that make people feel good. They make Marvel games, right? Like the the equivalent of Marvel movies, right? Like, uh, yeah, the that it takes a lot for them to actually try to hurt people do something that big so yeah anyway yeah 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 no like you can definitely see bits and pieces in there where like you feel like that there's more to it assigning companions to outposts and stuff like that i just don't unless you're actually actively being like well my the the enjoyment i'm gonna get out of this game is is building outposts everywhere um and then maybe you'd be using a bunch of that stuff to like to to mine, but yeah, I'm still like at the point I'm at now. I have not set up an outpost. I just haven't felt the need yeah. to do it yet. So unless I'm just doing a specific part of the game wrong, um, I've no idea. I just don't feel like I need. I'm huh. carrying around all of these resources, and I don't know what I'm supposed to use them for at this point. No, you you don't need to. And those resources, just put them on you on your ship. Oh yeah. I just I just upgraded my ship like oh yeah last night I extended it out chucked on like four more fucking cargo holds yep yeah did you I had build to it chuck on a bunch of new engines because it was too fat too heavy yeah yep yeah have you done the Stroud Eklund questline I have no idea uh, you get a you get a crazy ship out of it so you would probably know yeah maybe I, I don't know I've got. I've got a ship at the moment. Yeah. But I think it's like a... I don't know what it is. I went back to my other ship, the Frontier. I'm literally just upgrading. The, I'm just building parts off the Frontier at the moment. It's just I keep extending it out. It's got like extra hubs in there and um, uh, yeah, a bunch of different engines. All the, all the main components have been upgraded um, and I'm just on my way to piloting C at this oh, stage. Yeah. I just need to... Right. So yeah. start actually flying. Well, you know, like so fast traveling. Oh, right. Like, yeah, that's the real problem is that like you just fast travel everywhere at some point because it's a lot 
it's a lot faster, but it significantly degrades the game experience. Yeah, because uh, you're missing all that other stuff that's in there. Yeah. Um, but Walter Stroud is uh, the money man in Constellation. And uh, eventually he, uh, he gets you to like help him design a ship because he owns Stroud Eklund, the ship company. Um, yeah. And it's uh, – I, I did that and I got him to build the kitchen sink ship. And uh, I don't know how it goes if you go the other way, the conservative uh, no frills approach, but if you get him, get him to build the, no, uh, the kitchen sink like – everything ship uh it's it's got more fucking uh like space cargo space than you'll ever be able to use uh it's got fucking guns on it that will murder literally everything and it flies further than the front like four times further than the frontier it is a fucking fantastic ship but uh, if I get out of my pilot seat to like one of my companions is like, hey, I've got something for you. And you get out of the pilot seat to go fucking talk to them. It takes like fucking four minutes to find them because it's so fucking big. And if you, yeah. if you walk up to the door of the thing um, and you press E to enter the ship instead of pressing R to go straight to the co- cockpit, then uh, you, it's, it's literally faster to get back out of the ship and then get back into the ship and then get back out of the ship and then get back in the ship using E like five times and then press R the last time than it is to try to walk to your fucking cockpit. It is bonkers how big this is. Um, yeah. So goofy. Uh, it is a giant, giant ship. It is pretty cool though. Uh, I yeah. got that. <sighs> But again, like, should never have gotten that for free. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Money means nothing to me in this game, right? Like, money hasn't been, meant anything to me for a long time. I'm doing this fucking, um, this Ryujin quest line. And there are moments where, like, it's like, oh, you should probably bribe these people to get your way. And, like, it'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll give you this information for 40,000 credits. And I have to mentally decide whether I want to waste time persuading them uh, or just give them 40,000 credits. I'm like, uh, I'm probably, I'm going to hit persuade just, just cause I don't like the idea of them getting one over on me, but <laughs> yeah, but Wait. what if you shoot them later and take it back? Ah, take it back. That oh, yeah, fuck. That's smart. Um, but yeah, like forty thousand credits is nothing. I don't give a shit. Like you just wind up in a. Eventually, you've got so much fucking money that yeah, it just doesn't matter. Um, and that's I think that's a a bit of a problem as well. You know, like yeah. I mean, it seems like the people that are building ships need the money. Yeah, probably. from the sounds yeah. of it, like yeah. they're all the bizarre like uh stuff that's going up on like the starfield reddit of people making these insane ships um 
I've seen a lot of posts them talking about like I'm running out of money. Like, yeah, it costs so much to make all this giant stuff. Yeah, right. Thankfully, like the the um, the, there's like space savers in the actual the ship. The, the things that are cosmetic and they're quite small in mass. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Right. Then they're, they're not really. They're just aesthetic looks. Mm. Um, to make them look design wise a certain way, that stuff is is I think a bit cheaper. Um. But still, once you get to like giant things, and then you're sticking like eight engines on there and like one side of the ship, and that's when the the cost starts to blow out a little bit. But yeah, um, otherwise, like uh, the other thing I'm seeing people say is like spend your money just on on buying resources. But again, I don't know what resources they're using and what they're doing with it. iron and um, aluminium. I think the two main ones if you're building ships. Right. Yeah, because you need those structural beams or whatever the fuck they're called. Or oh, do they use materials? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. They use resources, yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know. Did we talk about... We talked about that shipbuilding stuff a little bit last week, the snap map stuff. Like, I think it's so fucking cool. Like, especially once you finish designing it and then, like, it's there. Like, you, it's not like a... To get your like head you around can, it... You really have to build from scratch, right? I didn't understand how the fuck... Well, I think I said last week, I don't understand how this fucking works, right? But, mm-hmm. like, I didn't understand how it worked until I started with just the cockpit and right. then built from there. And then it actually made sense because you got the you got, like, snap points, right? And each different cockpit has a different number of snap points. And, like, that way, using those snap points is, ha- like, how you attach modules... And you need to pick modules that are appropriate for the way you want to build and whatnot. And you need to think about, you know, the fucking logical parts of a ship that you need, your fucking grav drive, your uh, reactor, your cargo engines, space, cargo space yeah, all, all that, that kind stuff. of shit, right? Weapons. Yeah, you got to fucking, you got to think about all that stuff. When I was just trying to add shit to the fucking frontier, I'm like, well, I don't fucking know why it won't fucking snap on. It seems it seems to like snap move, but it doesn't actually. St- but when you realize there's no hard points for it to snap onto or anything like that, you're like, oh, right, now I get it, right. Yeah. And it does like a rules thing on the side. It shows you where things are, well, it doesn't show you where things are broken, but it'll be like, hey, this, mm. your, your uh, docking, what is it called? Docking bay? Uh, yeah. The one on the top. Anyway, like it needs to be in a certain section on the outside of the ship. It can't be higher than like the engines. And so like, it'll tell you that information. Yeah. And sometimes it's not as clear when you're like fucking around with it, but eventually it just kind of clicks. Yeah. Um, but like once you build the thing and then that's the ship that you're you're landing in, you see it in all your videos, you like you can stand out the front of it and it's like, that's what I've just built. And then you can go inside and run around and... Well, that sort of stuff. Like that whole system is just so fucking cool. Like, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I can't believe the week before we were like, yeah, I'm gonna cause like this is really cool. Like, uh, uh-huh. you know, you build it robots, and I was, you know, it still is, but this is like just blows that out of the water. Yeah, um, for sure. It's it's such an interesting system, um, and there's like tons of different designs that you can you can go and, and visit different manufacturers, and they've got different parts that you can go and find and all that sort of stuff like it's not just a a, a you know you go to the first person you can sort of sort of from the get-go that's everything you can do yeah um and so there's this cool space of like people coming up with these bizarre designs that 
are slowly hitting the internet and then people teaching each other how to make certain things and I don't know that stuff's really cool I think that fucking bat bat plane one you yeah that was so <laughs> sick that looks yeah. so rad yeah um yeah like some of the shit people come up with is just fucking rad man like really cool um I want to get into that more but at the same time there's all these quests that I want to do instead, you know? Mm, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Tricky. It's tricky. But it's rad that a game exists that has those kinds of distractions, you know? Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, should we move on? I guess we'll keep... We'll probably talk about it more next week Yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh no. Let's let's quickly talk about a few other things aside from the game. Uh, mods. Um, oh right. Yeah. I, yeah. I you've think been playing with some mods, huh? I've been playing with some mods. I think you put on the UI mod. Was it no. you was talking about? That was Nate. That was Nate. Okay. Nate's put on the UI mod. Uh, it's like the most popular mod <laughs> on Nexus mods. Yeah, I haven't um, done any mods yet. I haven't. I haven't put it on, but um, it's my next one to chuck on there. Yeah. So the one I'm running at the moment is the DLSS. Uh, frame generation three uh mod oh did you hack um, it did you pirate this mod <laughs> i did i, I pirated it uh, um so yeah somebody was like the, the the guy that does it um is it pure dark i think off the top of my head uh he's got a patron and he mods a bunch of games with puts dls in them things like that um red dead redemption 2 has a as a mod that he's worked on i think we've talked about it on here yeah. anyway uh so he put out one for starfield and uh people got super upset with that because he was the only way you could get it is basically subscribing to his patreon or their patreon um and obviously that upset a bunch of other modders because they're like what the fuck man <laughs> like we're back in this thing where like charging for mods is weird um so a yeah. bunch of other people came out and put once put some out for free uh and so i'm running one of them at the moment uh and it, it yeah runs amazingly like it does what it says it's supposed to do um nate i think was having some issues with it but uh, i never ran into any problems when i was playing um and also there was an update that went out uh about two days ago which is supposed to fix a bunch of the crashes um oh, okay and then I, and then also they added like a toggle in there to switch on and off the uh, frame generation stuff as well so you can actively just press a button and it switches it on or off depending on what you want to do anyway um yeah and then i posted a link to you guys from digital foundry they went in and did an analysis of the mod versus fsr that's built into the game and they'll basically like look this mod which came out on literally day one of release is a better implement well, it works runs better than fsr yeah that's in <laughs> that's in the actual game yeah and, and so it just started this whole conversation about like what is going on here this is fucking insane that like modders have implemented this this thing that is uh the technology is running better um so yeah i'm running that it i'm getting like an extra i don't know 40 50 frames in certain areas that are like we're struggling before um it's still very much inconsistent and all over the place in certain right there was a some districts there was a updated driver today have you tried it since then i've not no was it nvidia one yeah i think so okay no i've, I've not played anything today right oh any star pill today um so i will definitely have a look at that and um 
Yeah, it's kind of shit. Like, well, thankfully, uh, I don't know. Do we talk about this last week? But um, Jedi Survivor got uh, an update on the actual game, which implemented DLSS 3 support. Um, I mean, this is interesting news because it's... it was the it was one of the AMD sponsored games, and there was obviously an outcry when uh, it was announced that Starfield was going to be an AMD sponsored game because all of these AMD sponsored games were not getting the DLSS um, support from Nvidia, uh, and this is the first one that's now received it since that's happened. So potentially, we don't know at this point what happened there, but there was obviously a lot of outcry ab- about this, and so potentially like maybe there was some movement there yeah um and that could be a good thing so yeah. we'll have to sort of wait and see because at this point it seems like it doesn't matter a whole lot because modders are figuring out ways to get around this stuff yeah. um and and like literally running dlss three point uh whatever the latest one is um in there and the other thing is like the jedi survivor implementation of of um this version of DLSS was an older one and you could literally just go download the DLLs files for the latest ones and drop them in there and that fixed a bunch of the problems that that was having. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm hoping that we get to a point where this stops becoming a thing because clearly it's just it's just making the experience worse for, for people that have that want to actually legitimately do this stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the, just in terms of mod support, that's the one that I'm running uh, and I will chuck on that. UI one next. Star UI is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but from my experience, I've not had a single crash in that game yet, um, with or without the mods. So, yeah. Yeah. I think they're. Um, I, I'm digging like checking that mod scene every sort of day and seeing what's new and what's what people are playing. Yeah, I uh, haven't begun to yet, but uh, I'm keen to fucking start um, looking at this fucking Starfield. Um, star UI now and uh, yeah holy shit it, it, it just sort of looks like it does everything you need right like um, it's like it sort of takes the biggest pain points and, and solves them which is just bonkers right yeah people have been designing star like um, yeah because I've been looking at mainly the visual stuff not the stuff that changes like the, the actual gameplay um and yeah. i've seen like people designing like new watches and things like that where that current watch i cannot <laughs> tell you what the fucking <laughs> what is going on with that thing yeah at all it's uh maybe you can because you've got one um oh yeah but i can't <laughs> <laughs> well this is anyway. this one of them tells you your steps right that's it that's what i got <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway i just want to quickly bring that up um Nice. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That's Starfield. Uh, we'll talk about that more next week. Um, moving on here. Oh, moving on to moving out to. Uh, I played a little bit of this on uh, PlayStation Five. It is a um, one of their. You know, if you subscribe to PlayStation Plus, you can jump in and, and download it. Um, this game came out last month on um, for release. It is made by an Australian team, SMG, <clears throat> sorry, SMG Studio, and they're based in Sydney. Um, did, did you play the original Moving Out at all? I can't remember. 
Was that the one with the story line and yeah, the pop down box and... moving game? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did for a bit, but I didn't. Yeah. I it's a puzzle game. Yeah. Um, I played this one uh, with my wife and we as, uh, played as a cop game. Um, and what you're doing is basically you're in a moving company. You're picking up objects in the world um, and trying to move them into a truck or vice versa and moving them from the truck out into the, uh, <clears throat> the place you're trying to move them to. And so, yeah, it is a... Um, it's a neat little puzzle game. Uh, it starts throwing some interesting ideas at you. So basically things start off very simple. You're picking up a uh, crate or a box. You can do that yourself. It's very physics based. Uh, it's a bit like um, goofy in terms of the movement, that sort of thing. Uh, you're running into objects, knocking things over. Um, you can pick up objects and throw them to sort of make your life a bit easier and quicker. Um, and then there are objects that you can't throw because they're fragile. Oh, no, uh, I was thinking find... I'm packing. Oh, okay. No, oh, no. This is different. Also made different by an Australian one. team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that one was, I think, a Melbourne team. Not as good. Not as good that game. Um, it was a joke, clearly. Uh, <laughs> and then it like starts moving up to like objects furniture that needs two people it could be a fridge or a, a long couch and then you're navigating the environment and trying to fit things through doors and manipulate them in a physics-based way uh and also you know talking to your core partner and trying to make sure you're doing this, the same thing sometimes you might have to like throw it out a window or something and you're like there's a timing to it and making sure that it goes in the right spot um so yeah, it's 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 just a series of different levels. You've got a certain amount of time to try and complete them. And then uh, uh, once you complete them, you move on to the next one. And, you know, it's a different environment, different puzzles. Maybe it's got a different gimmick. Uh, could be something like doors that will slowly close on you, uh, can only open in one specific direction. So you've got to make a, a long way around. Maybe your car partner needs to like hold a door open while you bring in a bunch of stuff or you can like leverage a door using a box things like that um and so it's just kind of learning the environment figuring out what's uh what the tricks are and then working through it um yep it's a neat little puzzle game it's um as i said if you've got playstation uh plus you can check it out on there um otherwise it's available to purchase for uh around about 30 45 dollars which is quite high um, but it does have a lot of levels there's a demo on Steam. Yeah, demo out on Steam as well. Mm. Um, I think there's about 50-something levels from what I recall off the top of my head. But yeah, right. um, I also don't know how deep it gets in terms of a variety of what you're doing. It looks like um, it'd be fun in co-op. Yeah, I mean, it's like that over overcooked, right? Yeah, That's yeah. That's the same sort of style where yeah. you're, you know, it's a co-op game, but it's got weird, wacky things going on and there's a lot of yelling and that sort of thing. So Yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's moving out too. Cool. Uh, next up, we got Void Stranger. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Speaking of puzzle games, uh, this is a Joe puzzle game. Um, so this is a this is a very weird little game, uh, and basically, it's a Sokoban 
uh, puzzle game, Sokoban, being those games where you have to push boxes, uh, which generally I do not enjoy those kinds of games. Uh, but my brother got me a copy of this for my birthday, uh, which is not for two months, but he just really wanted me to play it. And I insisted that I play it. So, um, so I've been playing it and it's, it's tough, man. Like I actually, I can see why he was so insistent, right? Because the, the trick, what makes this game actually special, uh, it's really hard to get to you. I played about a hundred levels of pretty much, well, I played, actually I played fucking 90 levels of bog standard fucking Sokoban, uh, like puzzle moving. So if you're not familiar with the, the concept of Sokoban, uh, basically it's, it's those, it's a, imagine a game where you have to like shift tiles around, right? Like, but instead of shifting tiles around in this, uh, it, it's basically just uh, moving on tiles. So your your character is effectively the tile that is is being shifted. Um, and when you sh when you move, the world moves with you, uh, like super hot. Um, but there's there's none of that shit. It's a it's sort of formatted like a grand, uh, a Game Boy type game right like it's got game boy style graphics and uh tiny little like screens and you're moving from screen to screen as you go through this tower or dungeon and uh yeah that's sort of how how it works when you move a tile um things in the world happen monsters move uh stuff like that you can't turn a corner without moving so if you want to go, if you go left a tile and want to go up, you have to move a tile up, which a lot of the puzzles are based around not, not really giving you enough space to make that move. So if you've got like a grid of four, then you can move around in a square forever, right? Uh, but if you've only got a straight line, you cannot move up. You can only go left or right. Uh, a straight horizontal line. You can only go left or right. And so uh, eventually, you know, it's a game about working out how to interact with these puzzles uh, in a way where you can fucking solve them. And so it, invariably it becomes about uh, learning how to read the room, right? Learning how to read the room so that it will tell you what the fucking uh, solution to the puzzle is. Uh, about fucking 90 levels in, someone steals your fucking, your tile shifting fucking stuff and suddenly you're literally just moving, uh, which was very frustrating. But uh, after you get past that, that's sort of when you get... Uh, to find out that this game is more than what it appears to be on the surface, like at fur, at like it, it seems to be what what it says on the box. It seems to be uh, a a puzzle fucking game, 
with Game Boy graphics. Uh, and then... And you, Naked Ladies. Huh? Uh, I don't think... I don't know if they're naked. But anyway. Uh, and then you find out you can uh, talk to things. And then you find out there are these plucks that tell you things. And you slowly start to realize that there's actually another game going under, underneath this game. Uh, and that you you need to be paying attention to. Uh, and the the things that you're talking to will tell you exactly what you need to know. Um, and yeah. Uh, then like it es- escalates even further uh, when you can just like flat out fucking hop out of the UI. You've got like a... You've got the screen and you've got your bar down the bottom that says how many like levels you've played, how many locusts you've got, uh, what items you've got. And you can, because you pick up tiles and place them elsewhere, you can pick up the tile that says you're at level fucking, uh, I don't know, 89. And you can swap it with your locusts that says you've got four locusts and it'll put you back at level like four but now you've got 89 locusts and locusts can be used for skipping levels so technically you can skip a couple levels or you can use it for something else you can earn even more locusts uh there are other things you can do that i won't go into but that one uh seemed like the the bog standard one uh, that you could do um you can pick up the stairs and move them elsewhere. You can sacrifice them to uh, the statue god. Like there's, like it starts out like here, and then I would I would say the best comparison point would be Inscription. Like it legit feels it feels to me the same way that Inscription feels because it's yeah. just bananas right like it just goes crazy places but the problem is that it's obtuse right inscription uh was very good at leading you to where you needed to be to eventually work out a lot of the shit that it was trying to get you to do uh but this game almost it almost seems like it doesn't want you to find out it, it would have preferred it if you never found out that it was anything more than the puzzle game that it is uh, because it's desperately trying to stop you from fucking finding that shit out. Uh, and once you find that shit out, it's sort of like the floodgates are opened and it can't stop you. Uh, like you just see the entire game in a different way. But yeah, like until then, you are sort of just playing a fucking Sokoburn game with like 300 fucking levels and you're like, well... I mean, yeah, it's impressive that they've got all these fucking puzzles, but I, I don't see what's so fucking... Sp- like, I don't see why you have to jump forward on my fucking birthday by two months uh, to get me to play it, right? Like, and then, yeah, and then it fucking tips, and you're like, oh, fuck, okay, cool. I get it now, right? This is rad. Um, yeah. So... <sighs> 
like I almost feel bad. I almost feel bad. The reason I decided to talk about going out of the UI is because the game flat out won't fucking tell you this shit uh, until way after any sane person would have been bored of the fucking game already, right? Um, but, like, once you know about that shit, it opens up so much. And so I think it's a fault in the game to hide it as hard as it has. But I do understand that it could be considered a spoiler to some extent. I just, like... <laughs> I don't know. It, it just it it would be like spoiling the fucking never found Easter egg of uh, Super Mario Bros or some shit, right? Like, like it's been hidden so well that it's been hidden for thirty fucking years, right? Like, I don't know if it's a spoiler to tell people about it at this point, right? Like, it's actually more of like, no, this is this is cool and this is why you should know about it and I have left a bunch of information out so yeah um I yeah before doing the podcast uh I was wondering whether or not I'd say anything I decided to go for it uh but yeah I I would recommend it if you like Sokoban style puzzles um if you don't I would give it a punt they they I swear there used to be a demo um, I would give it a punt. Maybe the, they removed the demo like literally on the weekend. Um, and just keep in mind, they might, it just might not be for you. Like it is, I would, it's absolutely obtuse, right? Like obtuse in the sense that like obtuse is a negative. Uh, it is difficult to understand to a fault, but it does mean that when you do understand things, you feel like you've fucking really fucking earned it, which is cool. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Void Stranger. Uh, it's available on Steam. Um, <clears throat> is it on consoles? I, I can't see know. anything. It looks like just Steam from what I can tell. Um, yeah, and it's about uh, eighteen doll hairs, about eighteen dollars. Yep, uh, and it's quite new. All right, uh, moving on here. We've got three big games left. Um, Assassin's Creed. This is wrong. Mirage. Mirage. Yeah, I figured it was wrong, but I didn't want to change it. <laughs> yeah, um, Assassin's Creed Mirage. I got to play uh, around about three and a bit hours. Of Assassin's Creed Mirage, yeah. Um, obviously, we've uh, we've talked about a bunch of the games in the series um, in the past. I have quite enjoyed the direction that that game has gone in since they decided to stop putting them out annually um, and and really take a, a step back and do something a bit different. I think Origins was the first one that did that. Uh, and then uh, following on from that, Odyssey and Valhalla were two games that I very much enjoyed. Um, and so this is the uh, the next game that they're putting out, uh, and it takes place in uh, Baghdad. You're playing as a character named Basim, who is a, a street thief. Um, basically, uh, he is 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 trying 
to get the attention of the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood or the Brotherhood because um, he thinks he'll be like a valuable asset to them and so um, he's out there trying to make himself known uh, and eventually uh, he does uh, and ends up being taken in to the Brotherhood and being trained by Roshan who is not from Dota um, but is a uh, like an old school uh, assassin um, right. and so uh, Basim is now being taught the ways of he spawns this- once every 12 minutes <laughs> yeah and moves around <laughs> teleports from portal to portal now apparently <laughs> yeah um yeah and so that's sort of the the basic setup of the um of the game uh it's it's i guess off off the bat the first thing you notice is that it is a uh, a much smaller environment um the developers have said this that it's a, a lot smaller um and it is a lot smaller from the map we got to see mm. um I think the last couple of games were something like 100 to 200 kilometers squared radius or, or area. This one is down in like the like less than 40s at this point. I think it's right at the 20s even. Um, so it's it's been scaled right back. Um, and the thing that they're sort of talking about in terms of this game is that it's like a uh, you know, it's it's taking a lot of inspiration from the the original Assassin's Creed game. It's trying to 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 get things back to it being about you know you're in this area, you're at this assassin, um, and we're focusing more on stealth, uh, less on combat. Um, yeah, and uh, it's it's supposed to be um, a different direction for this game in particular. Hopefully. Um, so I get to play a uh, series of different areas within the game. Started off at the very uh, the very start, then we jump forward in time to uh, a section where he was doing some training um, with Roshan, uh, learning how to use portals and how to move around the map every twelve minutes. Um, <laughs> no, that's a joke. Uh, it, you know, learning like how to use a parry system and 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 then that sort of thing, the combat. And then once we did a bit of that jumped into a uh, a section of the game which was a little bit later uh and involved an investigation uh, and the investigations are um a, a a mission that you go and do and you are trying to i guess go back to the old school way of assassinating somebody um and there's a series of tasks you'll be uh you'll be looking at doing to get you to that point um and so things started off with like having to go to a location, clear out an area, um, and look for a uh, a document that led us to um, you know over to the the shipyard, and then from the shipyard trying to figure out like um, you know what was happening in this certain area, and then that led you to like a marketplace, and then you were in a marketplace where there was an auction happening, and you were trying to get um, you know uh, an object. And then from that object, you're like, so there's like a series of different things you're sort of doing throughout this quest that leads you to the target you're trying to take out. And then eventually you take out the target. And the idea is to vanish into the shadows and leave. Um, while you're doing this, the uh, the big focus is, is obviously going back to a stealth gameplay approach um the last couple of games have started to become a little bit more action focused and leaning into like a uh from software style of combat system um where 
back in the day, it was very heavily inspired by a uh, Batman Arkham series combat. Yeah, but um, now you can switch out your legs for tank legs mm-hmm. and you can load yourself up with loads of fucking missiles. It's just a, Yeah, lasers. It's, yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> but the yeah, system to do it is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> rocket legs is like should be in every game at this Definitely. point. That is true. Yeah, All right, that was the one thing I missed from Starfield. Hated, hated Armored Core Six, but rocket legs should be in fucking everything. God damn it! Yep. Yeah. So, um, so this, the the combat is taking a backseat. Um, I I found that the best best approach to combat was just to not get involved in it at all um i i didn't really enjoy the combat that i was seeing there right. it was re- re- sort of reduced to a uh, a really basic parry system um with a with a sword um and so i found that like once you sort of got overwhelmed mm. the best approach would just be to disengage and run and, and hide get which back is kind of how it was in the first one right yeah yeah um and so there's that that's like a, a much more of a focus you trying to like stick to um hiding in the grass taking out enemies slowly uh and then disengaging when things get a little bit too intense um so yeah we we did a bunch of the, all that specific mission um and like i am just not feeling this game at all it's just not it whatever I, the thing that i played just did not click with me um i didn't enjoy my time i I, i've like had a lot of fun with those other games um i talked about this in my preview like one of my favorite things about assassin's creed valhalla odyssey origins is like the world itself like going out and exploring and and, like coming across things that are out there um you know we've just spent two hours over the last week talking about um starfield and like you and i having completely different experiences because we're going out and doing side missions and exploring the world and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, and the, the, yeah. the two things that I wrote about in my preview, uh, stuff that like, I just, when I think of Valhalla, that is what comes to mind. One of them is ax head, like coming across the dude who has an ax in his head and him being like, Hey, what, what's going on? Like, I don't feel so good. And your character's being like, there's a fucking ax in your head. Like, what is what is wrong with you um and then the other one was like coming across the two arguing neighbors oh yeah the axe guy yeah and, and then you yeah oh that guy uh and to coming across two arguing neighbors and you end up like setting their houses on fire um yeah. by like blowing up the uh whatever it is they've got like some sort of spice or something like in the silo yeah like I just remember like that sort of thing, just these weird encounters that you wouldn't have found on the main sort of mission. And it's just like this what thing about that's there. Twang, twang, twang. The fucking baseball <laughs> guy. Do you remember the baseball, the baseball guy? guy? I remember fucking you talking hell. about him. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> twang, twang, yeah. twang. And so like Hang on, this. Sorry. Fuck Nothing. Yeah people downstairs having a domestic that's all right um 
And so like Mirage is scaling all that back and you're in a, a smaller environment. And the thing I'm worried about is that like, you're not going to have those moments of like self-discovery where I can tell you about this story, how I run into Axe Head yeah. or like you can talk about the baseball guy, right? Um, or, you know, running into the talking dog in, in Skyrim, like that sort of thing. And, and uh, I didn't see anything like that when I was playing. I don't know if that was because it was a bit more of a... A guided experience maybe they removed it or it just wasn't there but the sort of side content that i saw was like a quest board uh, like a contract board that you go out and do oh, missions right. with yeah. and um it was sort of relegated to that and um so i'm, I'm worried about like the experience being a bit more f- f- focused or like you're just in this area you're going from point a to point b to point c and then that's what you go out and do um so that's a pretty big concern that I've got. Uh, the stealth combat, I don't, I don't like it. It's like the stuff that they give you as tools are just not interesting. It's the same stuff we've seen before in the other games: smoke bombs and traps and knives that you throw at people. Uh, like if they wanted to do a stealth game, like where is? fucking splinter cell give me the cool gadgets that i can go and play a stealth game with and cool stuff that i can interact with the environment not like you know fucking weird poison traps on the ground that and because i'm a you know a three thousand year old ninja um or a ninja from three thousand years ago like that sort of stuff it's just like all the stuff that 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 i've been given to use as tools is not not really new smoke bombs have been in the game for fucking ages yeah um like none of that is interesting you're still calling out a bird that comes and does the eagle vision around you and sees you know scopes out the area uh the combat has been heavily reduced the area size has been completely gutted um just the the skill system is completely different from what it was in Valhalla. Valhalla was like, uh, not you know, these games have gone to like an RPG system where you're yeah. putting stat points into your character, unlocking gear. Um, you know, there's level gear uh, as well as different types of abilities and skills. Like it opened up skill points which you obtain by completing missions in the game. There's no more. There's no XP system. Um, I couldn't. I didn't know when I would get a point. Like I couldn't figure out if I was going to get a point for completing the mission or that, you know, that specific task I was doing or what was going on really. Um, and then when I did get a point, the actual skills that I could plug into were just like, I didn't care. It was like, you will roll on jumping from a certain height. And I'm like, all right, cool. Right. What's the next one? And then it was like two other boring things. And then I, I looked down the tree uh, and the, you know, the next thing on the tray was like, you'll have an extra knife to throw or I'm like, that's like, so uninteresting. You'll be able to kick a person. Yeah. Um, whereas like in Valhalla, there were actual, uh, abilities you could get and they would tra- transform the way you're either engaging with the, the world, uh, yeah. in an interesting way, giving yourself like abilities that you could use in combat. Um, and I think because they've sort of stripped down that combat so much is it like they're struggling to f- figure out ways to implement skills now and for them an ability is to do a a commando role and that's not interesting and so like i looked at that skill tree and went down a bunch of stuff um, that should have really been there from the get-go too you know like yeah 
That should just be a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it was just like, none of this stuff seems interesting or or for me to to run around in. Uh, So I didn't like the skill tree system. Um, And then I don't... (laughs) See, this I didn't put this in my review, and for a good reason. Preview. I didn't want to spend a bunch of sorry preview. I didn't want to spend a bunch of time going on about it because I didn't know if it was a bug or if that's just the way the game is designed. Um, but when I was doing these investigations, it was like sort of asking me to find certain things, go find a you know a special object to get you in this area at the back that only people with this object can have, um, almost like a ancient keycard. Um, right you know things like that where you have to go and find a a thingamabob right and but i didn't know like where i was supposed to go in this giant marketplace it was kind of just like here you go and at that point i was there was no longer a marker on the screen i couldn't tell if i was supposed to be in that area or if i completed the mission i needed to go somewhere else i didn't like have any idea how to get it donated a pickpocket off somebody so i started just pickpocketing random people to try and to try and get right. like this thing off them. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out it was in like a back room somewhere in this area that I that I eventually found like on the table. Um, and so I didn't know if that was the game breaking or if that was just the way the game, like that mission was designed. Just weird things like that where that happened a couple of times where I was just kind of lost in terms of what I was supposed to be doing next because it just, there was no clear indication of what, what it was I was supposed to do. Maybe that's because and that's another thing, hard thing to say. I don't know if it was designed that way or it was a bug or if it's just a lack of tutorial experience because I'm jumping in from a point of the game that is much later on. Sure. That's why I didn't put in my, my preview because yeah. trying to explain all that is hard. But that's, I did feel myself feeling a bit lost at some points. Um, yeah, there's just like, there's too many instances of them being like, we want to pay homage homage to that original you know series or the original trilogy games or whatever yeah scaling everything back but not adding anything in new that's like making the game feel revitalized or interesting again like it just feels like a really old game yeah that has been taken that's been kind of stripped back quite a lot um I guess it's not a fully priced game it's the one positive about it it's it's yeah yeah, it's like 20 bucks cheaper than what you know rrp is but even in australia like it's still like a 75 80 game right at this point because you know things are going up in price yeah but it's you know it's a 49 us dollar game as opposed to a a 69 dollar um uh whatever they're paying for and so yeah i am quite concerned about this one i uh I'm worried. I, I only saw one or one other preview, which is from Polygon, um, that talked about it feeling really outdated. Yep. Um, whereas everyone else is like, it's a, you know, it's going back to that old school style that everyone loves. And you're like, yeah, you gave you gave this last game like a nine and the one before that, you gave it a nine. Yeah. And the one before that, you gave it an 8.5 and you're like, oh, they're going back to the old style that everybody loves. Like you guys love the new style yeah <laughs> and they're getting rid of all of that and now yeah. it feels old and outdated uh i i don't know man either i am looking at this completely wrong or i i, I have no idea what, what's happened here um i tend to try and not be negative in previews yeah um 
to give them the benefit of the doubt it's an unfinished game yeah we're seeing a short snippet i think that like three hours is quite a lengthy amount of time at this point um to sort of look at systems that i'm seeing in there and being like that doesn't look like there's too many uh too many things that i'm seeing where i'm like that just does, doesn't seem right there's something going on here yeah um like i'm hoping i'm wrong and maybe i need to play from the start and work my way through it and eventually it will click but i'm not getting that from what i've seen uh so far and that's pretty worrying because um yeah using the term going back to basics is like a marketing spiel yeah just seems like a way of like oh let's just let's just put this out there and we'll say it's like a stripped down version we're going back to the old Assassin's Creed and maybe that'll be fine people that love those original three games from you know 15 plus years ago will get a kick out of this but the people jumping in expecting a the last trilogy of games are gonna be I think just lost uh, yeah because it'll be feel so stripped down um, so I don't know I, I honestly have to I guess wait and see and play it when it comes out to see if it clicks but what i saw just i wasn't into it at all yeah um yeah which sucks because i i enjoy that that series quite a lot i think they've done really good things with it to, to move it forward and feel like a little bit different um and it's it i mean this one definitely feels different but i don't think in a good way yeah right Jeez. yeah um Anyway, that's Assassin's Creed Mirage. We'll find out more next month. Um, yeah, I guess when we'll... it comes up, the the Polygon head headline was uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage feels like more of a throwback than it should. Uh, it's kind of similar to mine. Mine was <coughs> Assassin's Creed Mirage might be reaching too far in the past or something like that. I think it was off the top of my head. Oh yeah, that's pretty good yeah um because it works both ways because it's yeah. a game where you are revisiting the past and also smart yeah. um Players to this shit yeah so i don't know man i i want to wait and see yeah. but i'm just too many bells going off right now where i feel like it's taken too many design decisions from the past and not implementing anything that's fresh or new or making um stealth interesting so yep. yeah which sucks so I don't know there you go Assassin's Creed Mirage there you go uh, two uh, more games here I just want to say mm-hmm. that I uh, was not excited for it from the very moment they showed it so uh, I think I said that too yeah. I called it and you didn't. Yeah, was, you were excited. I definitely no, did. I, I was super confused by them no. being like, let's go back. Just show me. Yeah. Uh, next up, NBA 2K24. Before we get into the game, I went to the uh, launch event for this. Oh. Um, they had it at the, uh, like, where the, I guess the Kings train, Sydney Kings, or some sort of event, some sort of place where the Kings practice at. Right. Um. Uh, and they, um, so they had a, it was in a, a basketball court. They had a, a, a couple of stations set up, like a, a dozen or so, mm. where you could play the game. Right. They had a uh, DJ dropping some s- sick tunes. Um, 
a bar setup, a photo booth um, to create your own like player card. Oh, yeah. They had a t-shirt station set up to get your uh, your custom made t-shirts printed and whatever you wanted on there. Um, they had a section where you could play basketball as well. Um, and that was probably about it. Um, then they had uh, MC. Yeah, there was a bar. Yes. The bar was about mid court and it was like a table set up with wine glasses, champagne glasses. In the middle um, of the court. Mocktails. Yeah. So it's, it's not in the middle of the court, but it's, it's at center court up the side. Right. Right. Like at the scorer's Um, table type area. Scorer's table. Yeah. 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 Uh, meanwhile, there are basketballs <laughs> <laughs> flying all over the place. And I don't know if anybody was like, hey, let's let's think about this. Yeah. <laughs> let's maybe not put the bar so close to the basketball. <laughs> yeah. And so we get there and people are shooting basketballs. And I'm like, these are absolutely going to go into like the... There's like a hundred wine glasses like on this table. I'm like, you, someone should just stand here. Yeah. And record this because you're going to make a million dollars off of Snapchat. Well, you should have um, hired Mackenzie Arnold to be over there and just fucking goalkeeping the entire fucking time. Right. And so eventually, like, this, um, it, it was clearly like part of the, the team that put on the event. We're all of a sudden now standing there, like, just trying to stop balls from going over near the bar. Right. Yeah. So that was quite funny. Um, so, yes, there was a bar. Uh, and then also playing people playing basketball, uh, emceeing the event. The event they had uh, Steve Caffino, who, um, uh, like he he he's he does stuff in Australia for basketball. He's been on TV for fucking forever. Um, he broadcasts and commentates like local NBL games, things like that. Yeah, same um, with uh, Gazy. Yeah, he's the other yeah. Half. Um, I went up and asked for a photo because uh, I'm a, a massive dork. Uh, I grew up watching his TV show in like the 90s because that was my gateway into basketball. That was the only way you could watch basketball in Australia was was on TV, not like these days where you stream it from the internet. Yeah. Um, and so he'd be on like, you know, weekends in the mornings doing like the NBA countdown or like here or like doing the like the games that have been on during the week Rap, and, you yeah. know that was like how i had to watch basketball and so um yeah i went and had a chat with him um he was emceeing the whole thing and then the other thing was that um there was an nba player there um we got told about this so there was going to be a surprise guest nba player oh, yeah. and before we get there i'm like trying to figure it out like who is this going to be this is where my mind is going, right? I'm like looking through my press releases. I'm like, ah, oh, it's Josh Giddy. Josh right. Giddy, because we got sent a press release um, uh, a while back where it was like, here's the first look at Josh Giddy's numbers. Um, and it was like him in the game, blah, blah, blah. The problem is that the FIBA World Cup was on, mm. like it is just finished, right? Yeah. NBA, t- the um, Well, the Australian Boomers team- campaign did finish quite a bit earlier. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, the the Australian boomers got knocked out a little while ago, um, but there's that thing of like, oh, maybe maybe they're all home now. It'll be someone from that team. I, I, I'm thinking it'll be one of the young guys, right? It'll be like a Josh Giddy or or Green or someone like that. Yeah, as opposed to like, I don't think like Patty Mills would show up or something. Right, but they could get it anyway. Um, and so I'm going through like Josh Giddy's 
Instagram page. And I'm like, oh, he's back in Australia because he posted last night from Melbourne. Um, right. And then I went down his posts as well. And he had like an NBA 2K ad on there as well. And I'm like, oh, it's, right. it's him, like Josh Giddy, for sure. He's cool. Has to be. Makes yeah. sense. Hmm. Anyway, so we get there and because I'm like, it's 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 an Australian player for sure. So it's making sense. Um, we get there and I was talking to the team at, at 2K and uh, and then I, I went to go throw up some, some balls. And as I was leaving, I said to them like, oh, by the way, who's the player, the NBA player that's supposed to come tonight? They said, oh, it's uh, Jamal Murray. And I said, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. And I walked away and I had some other guys uh, from work with me. And I went over to them. And I was like, hey, is there a, like a, a Jamal Murray on the Australian team or like a Murray and they're like, I don't think so. And I'm like, I think she said Jamal Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's like where it went. I'm like, but that can't be right. Uh, <laughs> and they were walking past. 2K was walking past like right at that moment. I turned around. I was like, hey, did you say Jamal Murray? And they're like, yeah. And it's like from the Denver Nuggets. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And turned back. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jamal Murray. Um and so for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship yep. this this last season. Uh, and Jamal Murray is like an all-star player um, who's basically like second on that team. Um, Nikola Jokic, Jokic, the Joker, um, was the MVP and... and Not the MVP. Uh, wasn't he? Finals MVP. No, yeah, finals MVP. got MVP. Yeah, no, that's what I meant. He was right. the finals MVP. I think he was maybe like runner runner up for yeah, yeah. for MVP. He should have won MVP. Like regular season MVP. Probably. Um anyway, Jamal Murray is like second on that team. Uh for you know, sometimes first, depending on the night. Um Yeah, and so like he eventually rocks up and he's just like they don't announce that he's there. He just walks in and he's like saying hi to people. Um and then he picks up a basketball and just starts playing basketball with people. And like <laughs> shooting hoops, and so uh, yeah, he was there for quite a while, just you know, talking, talking, and shooting balls around the place. Gave him a couple of assists, some three point assists. Uh, don't know how many people can say that. Yeah, no. but I was out there doing that. Um, and then he went and played. Uh, Nick Kyrgios rocked up at one point, and then he was playing um, two K with with Nick Kyrgios, oh, yeah. uh, and it came down to like literally a two-point game right at the end um and so uh <laughs> yeah and so then after he was finished with that he was he got up and he was like he was fist bumping everybody he came over walked like right past up uh, uh right past me gave him a fist bump um and then he walked over to the bar and i was like should we go get a photo ask him for a photo yeah. and so we walked over and he was like just standing there drinking and i was like hey man can we get a can we get a photo He's like, yeah, sure thing. And then, so we took a photo and then that was it. Like, oh everybody yeah. started coming over, asking night. him for photos. Yeah, we ruined his night. And so he spent like the next 45 minutes taking <laughs> photos of anybody. <laughs> and so if you take a look at all of his photos that night, you can see him holding like a glass of wine. Oh, and yeah. that was the same glass of wine that he had through the entire thing. Um, but yeah, no, he was super nice. Uh, and Did you ask me if there was a world champ? No, I didn't. That's, uh, 
that's starting some shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, yeah, it was super cool uh, event. I um, I am so surprised that he rocked up as opposed to them getting like. I I thought it was going to be someone from the Australian team for sure. That was yeah, uh, yeah massive massive get for them. Um, they apparently did try to get Josh Giddy after the um after them getting knocked out, but it just didn't it just didn't line up. Uh-huh. Um, so you sent me anyway. some photos. By the time you sent them, I was so rat shit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, when I told you to ask him if he was the world champ, I was already rat shit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good times, good times. Um, anyway, but, so yeah, uh, really cool event. Yeah, it's nice that he's a a nice dude as well. Yeah. Do you reckon you'd be like in like I don't know? Do you reckon you'd be in your head about hitting shots if you're an NBA player? So he was he was definitely like so I think the balls they had were a little bit smaller. It was like a size uh, six or something right, as opposed yeah. to a, a seven. Um, it took a little while for me to get warmed up. Yeah. Um, but he was like literally just jacking them up and hitting like seven, eight in a row, just yeah, right. like from three. And then uh, at one point they were like, they were trying to, the team was trying to get him over to play 2K. It was like one more shot and he hit, chucked a three and a missed. And he was like, nah, I'm not ending on that. And then oh, he... Yeah hit another one it, like chucked another one up it missed and so he still he missed like three in a row <laughs> or four in a row um but he was also like like trying to do half court shots and things like that yeah. he did a couple of them so yeah he's just fucking around man he didn't care yeah he? yeah, yeah. he's just chilling mm. um so yeah it was fun uh, but i think um yeah i think it was a really cool get it's, it's yeah. awesome to see local oh the one thing i didn't realize and this is something that i mentioned uh, nba 2k is the um, in terms of sales, Australia's second, which oh, yeah. is which is kind of cool. Um, I'm assuming like Europe's probably not far behind, and at some point will probably overtake. But yeah, NBA 2K is US, and then and then um, and then Australia. So yeah, it's right. quite popular here. Yeah, despite my des- devastating review from last year, I did my best. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Where did you review it for? Oz Gamers. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in saying that, uh, I got, uh, I got a copy. I've been playing a little bit. Um, this is NBA 2K24 with Kobe on the cover. Uh, they have a, um, uh, a challenge, uh, member, member challenge in the Black game. Cha- challenge, yeah. Yeah. And all of those are centered around, uh, events during his NBA career and trying to replicate some of those things. Uh, and so the first one on the list is you trying to score. I think it's like forty-one points, right. um, and uh, and then a couple of rebounds, and also try and get the win. And if you do that, you get three stars. But the main goal is to kind of try, just try and replicate his stats line on that specific uh, game. Um, and so I've been playing a bunch of those ones. Uh, it's it's I don't know. It's cool. They they similar to like the Jordan Challenge from. Yep. Um, the last couple where you're you're given a, a task to try and do and, and complete them. Um, so I've been having fun playing a bunch of those on there and uh, working my way through you know the, the challenge mode. Yep. Uh, and what else is there? My career. Yeah. I created my player. Somehow they've ma- managed to make the um, the app worse again this year. I don't know. I don't know what like it's a challenge. I think for them is to yeah. try and just. 
it's definitely it's a new app it's absolutely a new app this time and they've said that they've updated the app it's a new app it absolutely is a new app that doesn't mm. work uh as Classic. well Never sorry it, it i think every year i've talked about this 2k app it's like the face scan app yeah. i've had dramas with it like yeah it goes to upload it fails it fails it fails like i never had any problems with that this time like it absolutely uploaded it every single time never looked like me i don't know where the fuck oh yeah like right. who this person was on the, on the screen i reckon that like face scans from five years ago looked way better than oh, whatever yeah. was showing up on this this thing yeah my wife took a photo and was like my sending wife. it to her friends because she's right. like this is luke on two cam like stop what are you doing i want to see the photo it's- it's terrible and i eventually got it to a point where it looked a bit more like me but then it was like taking the back wall and my the sides of my face were like white because it must have thought that that was my face and so it was like putting a wall on my face um so a solution to that was eventually just chuck my chuck a giant beard on myself and hide it so that sort of worked um at one point i had like a fucking weird lip it was like i had like three lips or some shit was going on it was it was strange so they've yeah they they've managed to outdo themselves with that app again this year it's absolutely easier to to use um it looks like it's taking less photos though um oh yeah as well so maybe they've just tried it they've just given up on it being like trying to get the best looking one as possible and just been like just fucking get anything out there just make it just make it work yeah um, we're only a billion dollar company <laughs> sorry billions billions in profit last quarter company um so yes i i am playing as a um fuck i don't even know what position i'm playing i think i'm a shooting guard or a shooting forward i don't remember how would i know no i'm, I'm not a point guard i know that because i never have the ball when i go up and i'm right. always calling for yeah. it yeah. um i might be a forward i think yeah. i'm a forward uh i'm on the lakers this year um they have absolutely like gutted the story mode there is no story anymore it's gone they've shot it off in a space with starfield at this point it's Mm. just you start playing the game you pick the team you want to play in and off you go you you're you're running uh the main narrative is about becoming the goat and you're given a bunch of challenges you need to go out there and do and try and knock off people that are in the goat list Uh, and there's different tiers of sort of like current players um working your way up to some hall of famers and um i think the top three and like the a tier is like jordan i think it's i think it's lebron and kobe off the top of my head yeah at the top top tier and, and so you're trying to to work through your uh your goals and, and knock knock them off the lifts and solidify yourself as one of the goats uh meanwhile you're running around um you're sort of completing quests, but not really. Uh, they've kind of gutted that as well. Previously, you were like, up as a part of the main main story in the last couple of games, you would be going to certain people and trying to do challenges and c- complete little tasks that they gave you. That's no longer in there. They've just basically said, like, there's no more story. Let's just get people in and have them playing basketball straight away, um, which a lot of people do like. I don't know if I like it as much. Um, I kind of like the weird, uh, as as much as it was like some of it was just stupid as shit. <clears throat> I like the like starting off in college and working your way through some of those games. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I just and sent then, you the goat tier list. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it is Kirby. Yeah, Kirby I just w- wanted to ask you how you feel about this list. 
Right, okay. There's another yeah. thing that podcasts do a lot of, uh, even the podcast in the fucking game, uh, mm. is, uh, is ranking goat lists. And uh, yeah. yeah. So how are you feeling about this list? Who's missing? I think uh, it's all right. I'm looking... Like, in ter- are you talking about, like, in terms of orders or tiers or, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, order, I guess. Yeah, order. What do you um, reckon? Is this a trick question? Is something, is something here? I don't know who... No, no, I just wanted okay, to... Okay, tier five is a bit... Yeah, bizarre. Um, Chris, got, Chris like, Paul over AI is uh, uh, certainly a choice. Yeah. Uh, Dirk seems a little low to me. I don't know. Just me, maybe. Janice uh, and, and Joker sitting at 22 and 23 already uh, is pretty interesting. Yeah, they've both only won one thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, um, I think the top, that's what I'm saying, the top stuff. Yeah. I agree with And when you start getting to Do like you agree four with five, Kobe at three? Um, over Kareem? I don't know. I think look, he's on the cover. <laughs> How bad is that Shaq photo on a scale of one to ten? It could be worse. It could be Jimmy Butler. Um, have you seen his photo? No. He's still got. Oh, dude, look up Jimmy Butler NBA photo. Okay. See if it NBA player photo. It's literally the same one. All right. You'll be like, who is that person? He's just never taken a new one. Right. Um, oh yeah what the fuck yeah anyway that's the one that he's in the game uh, so yes I I'm, I'm okay with this list um, yeah. well like the top three tiers four and five I think is just I don't know what is going on there a bit all over the place there's some choices like a dartboard got thrown in or something um, Larry Bird might be oh, I don't know I don't know it's a bit tricky. It's a bit tricky in in that five to nine area, I think. Yeah, but I feel like Larry Bird's low. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yes, they've jettisoned all the uh, the missions you go out and do, um, and you just basically jump in and start play playing basketball off the bat. Um, which, like I said, I think it's going to be good for some people, but I, I kind of enjoyed the the lead up to that, like working your way into the NBA and having having to do college games and things like uh, things along that line. Yep. Or, or or G League, I think it was last year. You missed doing TikTok um, dances. Yeah, is that what you missed? That's they, what you they missed. got rid of it. You're the one. You're the one complaining that it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, Where are my TikTok dances? And. Uh, Otherwise, like the city is a bunch of different um, styles of basketball you can go out and do. Um, there's all weird and wacky modes that they've got out there for people that like playing those ones. Uh, I haven't really engaged in in much of that. I, I'm pretty much playing the pure NBA season. Yep. And running around and doing uh, my games. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying the basketball stuff. Like, I think it feels really good. Um, they've got a new uh, system in there for scanning player animations. Um, the way it's previously worked in the past is uh, they would have to get players in and wear the, the suit. We talked about this, right? The, for FIFA. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, sorry, FC yeah. 24. Right, where you get... Um, you get you put the suit on with the little balls and they track you yep. um and they take your animation and plug you into the game uh, the problem with that is it's hard to get everybody in to do that and then you're saying like you know do this specific move or or, or dribble the ball this way or dunk it this way or take yep. a three-pointer you're checking off a list of things that that um is very time consuming uh you're tiring out the player and so there's things in there that eventually just like it's it's hard to do um this new technology is looking at in-game uh sorry uh, actual basketball game footage and uh, and putting that onto like the skeleton of the player and then replicating that movement um that way because it's it's now showing like these players doing the thing in the moment um in an actual real life nba situation where they're not you know wearing a, a silly suit or they're you know they're doing this thing for five hours and yeah actually having somebody in your face there so it's a bit more lifelike um and it also means they can get in like the rookies they can take like rookie data i guess um from stuff where they actually haven't played an nba game or like they can't get them into the the studio to do the face scan stuff or they can just look at like videos from from college and then chuck that in there um so uh the animations yeah the animations feel really good um they've changed the shooting this year so like that it. uh you don't like you can turn it off um all right you can uh turn that off now so the the new shooting style is um layups now require a button press which has been in the past couple of games but oh no uh, that's not the part i don't like i just think now it's on by default weird. You can change the timing as well. Can you? Okay. Yeah, there's like six different options where you can change the timing. Yeah, right. Um, uh, and then there's also, again, it's been like that for a few years now where like there's different meters, different bars that you can change. Because yeah. I think they changed it one year. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why yeah. is it at their feet now? And so there's a bunch of different meters you can change uh, as well as the timing on where the button press should actually go. So you can go and modify that if you're struggling with timing it can be either early, i generally late. just play it to whatever the default is because i assume that's what they want it to mm. be and then by the time i find any option to change it if i do change it i'm now like halfway acclimatized to the new system and right. halfway away from what i i wanted and so now I, I can't fucking do either so i just stick with it so i'll just fucking deal with it but i just don't yeah i think the timing's weird uh, I don't. It's one of those. It's one of those meaningless changes that they do to make it feel like they've done something. That's how it feels, right? They do it yeah. every fucking year. They they alter the timing a little bit so that people don't have perfect muscle memory from last year's game, because perfect muscle memory from last year's game would lay bare the fact that they all they've really done is fucking updated the rosters uh, and uh, stripped out the story mode yeah um what else is there they've changed the stealing there's uh how you can steal the ball as well um yeah and a bunch of just other sort of slight changes to the um the gameplay i think Uh, i think the they made the players feel more sticky as well mm mm-hmm I remember last year it felt really good like they had found the perfect balance and this year it feels 
a little bit more sticky than last year, which is a bit disappointing. A little right. bit harder to like a little bit more of that magnetism uh, that they use, which yeah. I don't like. But yeah, I'm not sure. Another um, one of those things that they of like minor changes that they make to make it feel like a different game. I think, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. So uh, I've been primarily just playing the um, bouncing between like my career and, and the the member moments, um, yep. which has been pretty cool. Um, I did do like an unboxing for my team, but I haven't really jumped in and, and done much of that yet. Um, that's basically like your you're drafting cards and building your own um, team base of cards and and uh, like a fantasy league roster of players from different eras and coaches and playbooks and, and that sort of thing. Um, so I've been diving into that and then, yeah, I haven't had a chance to really check out much else. Like I know the, the my GM stuff is there still. Um, I'm not sure if you've had a chance to, to play any of that. Or- nope. I've played my player and I've played... The WNBA version of my player, the W. Oh, and that's right. How's played. that? I think it's better than my player. Uh, <laughs> I think it's it's sort of like, oh my god, this is what my player would be if uh, they weren't trying to scam me out of money the entire fucking time. Uh, it's pretty fucking. It's, it's kind of cool, right? Like right from the get go. Huh? Did you no, scan your face? No, I didn't scan my face. Should have scanned my face. Um, <laughs> I did call myself, uh, my nickname is Ball Queen, mm. uh, which is just, why would that be a nickname? Seems disrespectful every time. Oh, and Ball Queen with another great assist. My God damn. Ball Queen grabs the rebound. <laughs> oh, geez. Come on. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you create your character. Uh, it's roughly the same as the NBA, as the my play experience, but you don't have the superstar like presets to go on. I right. don't know if you used any superstar presets when you were making, uh, but I did. I went with Jimmy Butler uh, right. and just okay. sort of made a dude like Jimmy Butler because why the fuck wouldn't you? And um, yeah, uh, so that's who I've got in my player. Uh, it doesn't have the GOAT the goat system thing no well it doesn't have the goat quests but it doesn't have that so my player has uh you can set up if you accomplish two goals in a game you then get this big stat boost it's like a goat points system uh i don't know if you've been utilizing that very much but it's fucking i really like that system uh i assume it's only available in the nba version of uh my player so you can't use it when you're out on the fucking court or whatever but basically if i attempt three layups i don't even have to fucking i don't even have to get three layups if i attempt three layups suddenly three of my stats are in the 80s and it's a huge Mm -hmm. boost to my fucking character um and what's the other one oh yeah set three screens i set like 300 screens a fucking match so why the fuck wouldn't i manage that uh, but again, another another situation where my stats fucking leap up, uh, which yeah. is very good. It doesn't have that in the W, um, which is right. a bit of a shame, but you make your character uh, and it does have some presets. They're just not superstar presets. And then um, you pick 
between either you were a college ball champion and so all of your stats are at 75, but I think you've got a higher potential or you're an overseas star entering the WNBA. And so all of your stats, you start at either 75 or 85. You have a good player right off the fucking bat, right? I mean, it's because then they're, they're like, well, we don't need to fucking milk a bunch of like fucking VC out of these motherfuckers, right? Like we don't need to have some excuse uh, to try to eke some money out of them. So we'll just let them make good fucking characters, which is rad, man. It's fucking sick. So my, like, yeah, my chick, Jocelyn Gilmore, is out there fucking tearing it up. She, I went with, you know, overseas star. Uh, in my mind, she'd come from Australia, but she still apparently needs to take uh, English second language lessons uh, now and then. Although she's born in Australia and she moved over to Europe. No, she's born in Australia and nobody in America can understand what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> you want what? Water. 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 <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they're just teaching her how to say water properly. Uh, and, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's like that. Anybody, Gatorade. I don't care. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm thirsty. I'm out here scoring 45 points in a quarter. Um, I oh, I am not scoring. Like, uh, I am putting up... I'm getting double-doubles. Yeah. Assists and rebounds. <laughs> All right. I am not you, you scoring score. with this chick. I don't I'm know averaging is, like man. 35 points, I think, at this point. In the in the My Player one, yeah, uh, yeah I got... I got, what was it, 40, 40, 13, and 11 in my first game to beat LeBron's debut. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I've been averaging, my dude's averaging 36. Uh, 36, 14, and like five or something. Uh, I'm not getting as many rebounds as I should be. Uh, and... Um, Sorry, I had those reversed. Anyway, um, and yeah, but in the in the W, I don't know what it is, right? Like she's just not scoring, man. And I've got good mm. st scoring stats. I think what it is is that like the the don't layup. Say don't say it, Job. The layup stats are <laughs> higher, but like legitimately, the cap for dunking is right. a lot lower and. So, like, she, like, uh, yeah, Jocelyn's getting blocked a lot on what should have been dunks. Like, you would slam that shit home in the my player, and there would be no opportunity to block her. Um, but because they're doing layups, um, they're they're vulnerable, and that's basically what's happening, right? Like. It's rough. So, like the reason I'm the reason I'm not getting uh, as many points is because it is devastating to my teammate uh, score. Uh, if I actually if I don't pass out because I'm like I'm getting fucking blocked all over the fucking place and that's like I'm getting like C's and shit. I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm not gonna try and score. I'm just gonna fucking drive at the fucking hoop and pass out mm. for an easy fucking three because uh, my chick does have like a, a like huge gravity and so she is pulling defenders uh 
it's just yeah um she can't fucking finish uh-huh but yeah anyway um i yeah i think the w is actually pretty cool um is a is a pretty good way to actually have a fun my player experience without having to have bought the black mumba edition and uh spend a hundred thousand fucking vc to get your player up above the fucking 60s uh yeah. right from the gecko you know um well i think you start at 60 something 65 yeah so I, I don't know um but yeah anyway. I, yeah i didn't even know the the women's nba was in there for my player yeah yeah, no, it is. Yeah, I was well. I was just sort of going through the menu and uh, avoiding the obviously predatory uh, parts of the game. And uh, yeah, or well, the parts that I'm not obsessed with. Whenever I play a fucking NBA game, anyway. Uh, and yeah, um, I jump in. It's like the W, and I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? Part like a hotel? We're going to the hotel. Yeah, get fucking get crunk at the W. But no, it's a mobile variant. It's fucking cool, man. It's definitely worth it, a look. Um, but yeah. Mm. I like how they've um, <laughs> they've sort of streamlined a bunch of the stuff that you would do from the last game to be like, mm. you gotta go to the gym or you gotta go to like the practice facility. That's all literally in like with the one room now. Yeah. You just go to the one place, the the arena. It's like the gym's in here and the, the practice hall is right there. And like, you can just stay in that sort of, you have to actually go to the my city part and do anything unless you want to go complete like daily tasks or any of that stuff. So I like that like you don't have to fuck around anymore getting on skateboards and things. Um Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm I'll keep playing it. I'm having fun with the the game. Um I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to wish have, have you played any of the, the Kobe stuff or uh no i jumped in and uh and then i was like no no hang on i will return to that after i uh have a look at the WNBA and then the WNBA has like pretty much everything uh i don't think it has a fifa ultimate team variant but it does have like my gm and stuff um so yeah you can like play a full season as a WNBA team and stuff like that um, so yeah, I just got, kind of got distracted uh, by the game within the game, and I haven't gone back yet. But I assumed that, it was quite like the Jordan stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that first one was like score forty. I think it was forty-one. I I dropped like ninety-three, and I was like, all right, cool, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. For, I'm ready for the eighty-one point game if that ever comes yep. through. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that is NBA Two K Twenty Four. It is available now. Um, last game we have on the list here is Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, we're obviously big fans of Mortal Kombat here. Uh, we've played a lot of them, um, back in the day, at the early times of the podcast, and we would podcast and then play Mortal Kombat and, yeah. and then go home or, or the other way around, play Mortal Kombat podcast and then yep. more Mortal Kombat. Um, yep. anyway, uh, so this last one, Mortal Kombat 11, um, at the end of it, spoilers, uh, there's been a lot of time travel happening with these last couple of games. And at the end of Mortal Kombat, was it 11 or 12? I think it was 11. Um, they reset the uh, the timeline and 
yeah and now we're in mortal kombat 1 which we're seeing the events of that new timeline that has happened here um so it is a bunch of characters that people are very familiar with uh but in a a different story or universe from the last couple that have dropped uh it's fighting game it's it's you know does all that stuff it's a very fucking good looking game like i love those cinematic uh in game whatever they are story sequences they do in between the story modes uh just looks like amazing and the transition into the actual the fighting of it is done really well um and it's you know it's a type of thing where it feels like a a long-ish movie where you're watching these things play out there's a story involved those last couple of games got fucking wild with all the time travel stuff i was deep into that Uh, and they were really cool (laughs) yeah uh it's because you don't like time travel um it's true so yeah i've been playing a little bit of of uh of the story for that one i am a couple hours in uh aside from that um there is an invasion mode uh and this is like a seasonal uh seasonal mode that'll be updated every i think it's 60 days 50 days somewhere like that um where it's almost like a board game you're controlling a character moving around a an environment with a series of different um, paths you can travel down. And as you're moving around, you're given challenges to try and accomplish. And it could be something basic in terms of just fighting another character. Um, And then it starts getting modifiers on there. And sometimes it will be like, there'll be a bat flying over the top and they'll be throwing fireballs. You need to try to avoid the fireballs. Or um, this person has armor on them and certain hits that you try and deal with them during a specific phase of their uh, their attack won't stagger them. And then there'll be a part of that phase where in order to interrupt them, you've got to hit them at a specific moment um, because they're wearing this armor. Uh, or like uh, later on, you'll be fighting like three different people and they uh, they will like just completely disintegrate and melt after you've killed the first person, which is a really cool effect. And the next one jumps in and starts fighting you and you got to knock out all those three. Or there'll be like a... Um, test your might where you're you know classic like mortal Kombat mashing buttons and then hitting hitting the the trigger to try and get past the level uh so yeah there's a bunch of different challenges set up in this invasions mode and you are collecting uh objects and items um and trying to fight your way through a series of challenges um and while you're doing that you are um you're collecting the in-game currency which are like combat coins which you can transfer and use as cosmetic uh cosmetic unlocks in the game um and yeah and yeah, that's that mode in a nutshell it is actually kind of cool um the, the really interesting thing they do in there is sort of like a um a little bit of an rpg mechanic mechanic but you're like leveling up your character and, and putting more stats into them so you could be doing more base damage for your abilities or um more vitality um or more blocking or better blocking um and there's also like i think a stat in it that sort of transitions or changes the the timings of maybe some of your moves i'm not all recoveries something like that but anyway there's a there is a sort of a stat system which you're putting points into and you're getting more health and doing more damage on top of that each character is split up into a series of categories um which is very like 
similar to like a Pokemon almost style system where, you know, uh, Scorpion is in the fire category and Sub-Zero is in the ice category and fire will do more damage to the ice category. But also this other category over here will be more resistant to it. And it's about, I don't know, there's about a dozen or so um, of these different uh, resistances. Yeah. Uh, and, and types, elemental types, and each one is this is a paper rock system where, um, you know, you pick a character for a specific fight, and you will be doing more damage to them, um, or they will be doing like less damage to you depending on what you've picked and what you've gone with. Yeah. Um, which I, I guess makes it an interesting way of handling people just maining the same character in this mode and being like, I'm going to play sure. Sub Zero the entire time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they could do that or you could maybe switch to one of the other characters that will have a better chance of doing more damage and it forces you a little bit to learn some of these characters a little bit more and, and um, try new things, which is, I think, kind of cool. Um, so I'm playing, I've been playing a bunch of this mode. I think it's really cool. Um, I need to definitely keep playing more because it seems like there's a, I, I think there's a ton of different um uh, like arenas that you can sort of navigate through looks like there's about six or seven so right. that i can see but i also don't know if that is locked between certain periods of time where you know you can only get to it 20 days into this season or what happens but seems seems like there's a ton of content there um and while you're doing this you're like leveling up your your main profile which allows you to unlock cosmetic items uh and other unlocks as well uh but you're also leveling up the character that you're using. So uh, if you're using Sub-Zero or Scorpion, they've all got their own individual, uh, their own level up system. And once you get to like a, a certain level with each character, you are then unlocking again, more cosmetics or at the same time, new abilities as well. Um, so you're getting like new finishing moves or new uh, brutalities. Um, to do on your character so you're not like getting new new gear to make you more powerful per se like some of the older games have done um which i think like batman yeah. the, sorry the injustice series injustice, did yeah uh, and i think mortal kombat maybe tinkered with that a little bit i can't really remember mm. um they bleed so together. this is more yeah this is more in line with like a um uh the unlocks you're getting are either cosmetic or like finisher moves from what i've seen so far um in that specific like outside of the mode in, in the invasion mode you'll get you actually getting gear that can uh help you throughout the game because uh, it's a bit more rpg so that stuff is really cool I, I like a bunch of that um all the characters look look really neat and interesting um and then there's a uh cameo system in there as well so you hit the bumper button and I don't know, fucking Kano jumps out from the side, yep. shoots his laser beams at somebody. Uh, and Kano is not a character in the game that you can play as. He is, he's a cameo. Only he's a cameo. only, yeah. he's only a cameo. Whereas like you could potentially also unlock Sub Zero and have Sub Zero be a cameo. So there are some characters that are actually um, playable in the game, and others that are purely just for the ca uh, the cameo mode. People like Jax or Striker um, are there suppliers which is kind of oh sorry to use as your like backup uh and you use these cameos to continue juggles or like to get them out of to get you out of like tricky situations where you might be locked in a certain situation or um you know 
do a couple of attacks and then use his cameo to uh, launch them in the air and then follow up with a couple more attacks. And so it's kind of going to add a bit more variety, I feel like, in terms of trying to figure out which characters in the cameo system can go with the main roster and then how you can like change up their core moveset a little bit more um, by having a couple extra things up your sleeve. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, it, it runs really nice. Obviously, it's high frame rate. Uh, looks fantastic. Um, it, it, it like plays really well. I'm having a lot of fun with uh figuring like looking at the moves and figuring out like certain combos of you know not just fucking button mashing but like hey if i chain a couple of these things maybe i'll pull something off yeah. uh, and the thing that's helped me there is like there's a pretty decent tutorial system where there is a ton of different like different functional like mechanics from fighting games that teaches you how to do like animation canceling and or like attack canceling and block cancelling and ammo cancelling and like all that sort of stuff that as a regular player you know five six years ago i would not know how to do any of that so it like just was hadn't even entered your like lexicon not even right. things you knew you didn't know about yeah well yeah you'd, you'd know about like some of that stuff and then you'd go watch like a youtube video and have no clue whereas now it's in the game and it's teaching you how to do it you can press a button and then it will bring up on the screen the you know the character doing that move along with like the um the button prompts on the screen like it's showing you what they're pressing the timing of it all that sort of thing uh and so it actually helps you understand what it is that it's trying to ask you to do and then you can pull it off and do it a bunch of times yourself and, and it makes you understand higher level mechanics of this game as opposed to just throwing fucking fireballs at somebody um which i think is really cool and it's a something we're starting to see a lot more of in in these fighting games which is really which is really neat mm. um yeah so like just overall um it, i think it's doing more of the same that they've done in the past but again it, it doesn't feel um i think the invasion mode stuff is really neat like i think that's the next like thing that they sort of brought across is like all right we've we've chucked in a story mode um you know back in the day it was just like versus and now there's a story mode and you can you work your way through that and there's like some more repay you know a bit of extra value there all right how do we take that and bring it to the next level and i think like we've seen street fighter do something with it's weird fucking i don't know Whoa. nba 2k thing yeah. um uh yeah in-game world where you're running around and you're fighting people this yeah. is seems like mortal kombat's way of doing it it's like having seasonal events where you can run around and play this weird Mortal Kombat board game uh, and complete challenges and earn cosmetic gear and that sort of thing, uh, which will obviously maybe add some extra longevity there for the people that want to play that as opposed to just maybe getting stomped online or, um, yeah. you know, like I don't want to play online. That's not, mm. that doesn't interest me. Challenges, on the other hand, like I'd be down for that because um, there's the, the tower, you know, the challenge towers they usually yeah. do. Yeah. That stuff is there. You can go complete those, but this seems like a bit more of an engaging way of like throwing more interesting things at you by having modifiers or different challenges and using various characters. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm having a, a fun time with that so far. So yeah, it seems pretty neat. Um, 
Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to add, but it's uh, it seems pretty solid. I'm I'm digging it. I've always enjoyed the stuff NetherRealm has done. I, like I don't feel like they've ever put out something where I'm like, this isn't very good. Yeah. It's, like it's probably been a while. <laughs> it's been yeah. a really long time. They make fighting games, and they really they make really fucking good fighting games. From my perspective, I know there are pro fighting game people out there that just like f- fucking justice. Like that game shit. Yeah. It's like okay, cool, but I liked it. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, um, for us casual fucks that want to do cool stuff, um, I played yeah, the beta of uh, this, and I had yeah, I had fun as well. Um, I uh, I don't know. I I think one thing I noticed in the beta was the menus were a little bit fucking annoying. Uh, and you know, I obviously having played Starfield, I now have a new measure of annoying fucking <laughs> menus. But uh, They're back the best then, best menus in the world. <laughs> yeah, but back, combat, back then, uh, <laughs> I did. I did think uh, while I was trying to like switch through and and read the move lists, I just found it kind of annoying the way it would reset constantly. Is it doing that? Like, are you finding that? Like, I mean, to get to the move list, you press one button to get to the main menu. And then it's move list. And yeah. then it's like triggered to go across. across. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to be able to pin them somewhere. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because <laughs> the um during some of the, the uh tutorial the practice stuff, the tutorial stuff, you can actually pin those or well, those moves will be pinned on the screen. It'll show you like what you need to press and, and your timing of it. Um I'm assuming you can do that in like the practice mode, but it's not there in the main yeah. mode. Like it rocks up and you're like, Oh, I want to do a fatality. And then you have to pause it and pause. go, all right, what is it? Um, button, there tab, is, tab, 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 yeah. There is a easy fatality button in there. I don't know how to work it. I yeah. know the, I know previously they had like coins and you use, like you would spend the coins, I think, to do the fatalities. Oh, Whereas right. now it's like the game hasn't told me how to do it yet. So I have no yep. clue. It doesn't work whenever I do it. So yep. whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it wrong. So the easy fatalities. One. Yeah. Oh so yeah, I, I'm having so much easier time just fucking pressing, just do the you know, forward forward down yeah. triangle. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Now I am. Oh, and some of that stuff is just, it's just so cool. Like yeah. it's gory as shit, but it looks fucking amazing whenever it happens. It's very creative. Yeah. You know, it's very creative what they're getting up to there, uh, and yeah, the cameo ones as well are are pretty good, because hmm. uh, you got cameo fatalities as well and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's a cool system. Yeah. Um, and you're also unlocking like brutalities as well. Like I did one accidentally during a fight, oh, yeah. and I know there's multiple brutalities. I just unlocked another one. Um, nice. But everyone starts off with like a classic one, and I literally just like slice some dude's head off, and uh, yeah, it was really cool. Anyway, yep. I uh, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm I'm interested to see where the story goes. I'm assuming there's going to be some tri- time travel shit in there because. It's, it's that's what, what it's Mortal about Kombat is yeah <laughs> yeah um but and then i'm keen to see with the dlc stuff with obviously like uh homelander and uh yeah. who else is there john cena's in there invincible hmm. uh yeah right um but I, for me it's the the thing i want to dive into more which is what i've been playing the most of is invasions because i think that uh I sort of want to see how deep it goes and how wacky it gets to. Um, yeah. Because I only sort of just finished the tutorial and go on yeah. to the next section and see if that actually got some legs and mm. 
what happens from there. So I don't know, man. I'll probably talk about it more next week, but because um, it's officially out, I think next week they're doing like an early access thing because that's how video games are these days. Um, thank you, Bethesda. That's <laughs> definitely like obviously it wasn't Bethesda's fault. Yeah, but Starfield's maybe the biggest one that's done it um, now, and that's going to be a. I think that's just the way games going to be now, unfortunately. Um, Halo so, yes. did it. Infinite did it. Halo Infinite did it. Yeah, Halo Infinite, and as big as Starfield. Yeah, well, but it was supposed to be. They were hoping it would be. Oh, you just loved turned it. out in the early access. Oh yeah, no, the single player was fun. Multiplayer, not so much, but. <laughs> Single player was probably the most fun I've had with a Halo single player in fucking ages. In literally a decade. More. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Well, the beta was recently, right? The Mortal Kombat beta? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was only a month or so ago. Right. Yeah. I can't remember if we talked about it. I don't think we did. I don't think we did, no. Um Anyway, I, I don't know, like, if this is going on Game Pass. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Eleven did end up on Game Pass at one point. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, I, I think it's rad. Uh, if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, then it's mm. doing fucking Mortal Kombat stuff. Yep. Um, we'll see what the reviews are like when they come out tomorrow. Yep. Um, all right, there you go. That's the Mortal Kombat type into some news. Nice. Let's kick things off with uh, some Unity. Uh, people are angry at the company, the the Unity company. Is that what they're called, Unity? Yeah. Yeah, and the engine's called Unity? Uh, yep. All right, there you go. Um, they are introducing a runtime fee to the engine, which a lot of, uh, I guess you think of gaming engines, there's two out there, this Epic, and then there is Epic's Unreal Engine, and then Unreal, there is yeah. Unity. Um, it's generally the, the how ones that people think about it. Yes. Yeah, Unity is a lot more focused in terms of indie because it's a bit more accessible to get into, um, yep. and that sort of stuff. Uh, this shooting themselves in the foot thing that they're doing mm. by having a, a runtime fee, which means that whenever uh, a person installs the game. Uh, that will be a notch on the belt. Uh, and then there's a breakdown from there, which basically works out to something like 0.2 cents, so 20 cents an install. Um, and then once that happens, you are then paying a fee to Unity um, as a developer uh, per month. Uh, and so if you sell, for instance... Um, I think it was like 500,000 copies. You're, you're having to pay about $45,000. Uh, and so, yeah, there's been a ton of backlash on this because uh, it clearly hasn't been thought out properly. Um, there was some instances of people saying like, what if, like, what happens if you, someone uninstalls the game and it's the same person and they just sit down and reinstall it because they were like a, like, tech, like review bomb in a certain yeah. sense. Yep. Um something they didn't think of by the sounds of it uh and so there's been a couple of like updates over the last couple of hours because this is yep. just from today and uh yeah they it sounds like they're thinking rethinking about how this works but uh it seems like a massive problem D have you looked into this at all yeah 
they're fucked up. I mean, it's 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 utterly idiotic. Uh, there's there's also no going back. Like the reasoning was that like it would be less invasive that they wouldn't need as much data from game devs, but like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, that's that's insane. Uh, the the way that they would have to track all this shit as well, like, I mean, fucking hell. The the amount of things that they didn't take into consideration, like, uh, I know they came out and said that, like, Game Pass wouldn't be included in this either, but, like, Microsoft or whoever the, the subscription owner, they will get stung with it. Like, the devs won't get stung with it. Microsoft will get stung with it. Right? So what's that going to do? Right? Like if Among Us comes out on fucking uh, Game Pass, right? Or the next Among Us comes out mm. on fucking Game Pass, right? Is that just going to obliterate the fucking profitability of Game Pass for that fucking, for that period or something? Yeah. Right? Like, oh, okay. Well, so because like those games, right? They pay a an amount, a fixed amount, to the dev, and then they're hoping to get a certain amount of fucking installs. Uh like so. Yeah, is yeah. Microsoft going to wind up paying Unity multiple times what they paid to the fucking dev for this game? It's fucking crazy shit. Like, yeah, it's it's absolutely bananas. I do not understand how they figured they would get away with this. But also, there's no coming back, right? Like, people are done with Unity. Even if they were to wipe this out, right, all that's going to happen is, oh, okay, cool. Well, that's nice. But devs are still going to start, have probably already started looking elsewhere yeah. other than Unity, you know? Like, oh, shit, well, okay, well, if I ever want to be a success and not want to get fucking rinsed uh then i can't use unity right like i just don't understand man yeah like unreal has a a, a thing in there for royalties but it's after like a certain threshold of this is also like, after it's like a, a million thresholds as well but like it also it, it basically uh, amounts to like well fuck you for getting for hitting it big Right, like, mm. it's just, yeah, yeah. Know. The threshold for this is two hundred thousand um, dollars, and so if you've got a, a free to play game and it's got some monetization in there, you're you're sort of now forcing these free to get free to play games to actually do more with monetization. Yeah, you're having to spend money to give back to the you know to Unity. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It completely changes your margins. Uh, yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. Ridiculous. Um, I guess we'll find out more once this keeps getting updated, but there's been a few sort of updates over the last 12 hours where things have changed. Um, so I have more probably next week. Uh, some E3 news, because that's always fun to talk about. Uh mm. 
some doesn't look like E3 is happening again next year. They're still adamant. It's still on. I don't know. The the thing is dead, and they keep trying to resurrect it. Uh, it turns out Reed Pop has has left as a uh, as a exhibitor host. Uh, so Reed Pop puts on conventions like uh, PAX, PAX or Comic Con. That they Oz New York Comic Con. I think they yeah they do the Oz one. Yeah. Um, I think they do the the Comic Con in New York and is it San Diego? Do they do that one as well. Um. Anyway, um, so they've uh, they've left and are no longer putting on the event. Uh, it turns out the LA Convention Center have been told that they will not be hosting E3 there next year. So, I mean, there's a possibility there's an E3 next year, but it won't be at the LA Convention Center. Yeah. Right. Um, and Reedpop won't be running it. So, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see if E3 is on next year, but it certainly ain't looking like it. And I don't know where they're getting their money from, but. It's, that thing's dead. Just let it die. Yeah. You fucked up. Yep. You had your chance. You got greedy. It's over. It's gone. Let's move on. Yeah. Give yep. give Keely his 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 back on the back. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh All right. And the last piece of news here is Embracer is looking to sell Gearbox um, as a company. Um, yeah, Embracer has uh, obviously we talked about them last week as well. They shut down Volition, uh, the creators of Saints Row, the new one, um, and Gearbox was picked up uh, a while back, and now it looks like they're trying to offload them to make some money. Um, I don't know. Gearbox, I feel like, still makes good stuff. They're also still publishing good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting. Obviously, uh, obviously, Embracer bought a little bit too much, like spent a little bit too much, spent a little bit overboard, um, and uh, yeah, now they're trying to like this is a pretty big asset for them to try to shift um, mm. out. But yeah, I think it speaks to how dire things might be for Embracer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like, who is out there that could pick up Gearbox? Is yeah, the question. I don't, I don't know. It seems like a pretty big get. Yeah, it'd have to be one of the big ones, right? Or you go to like a Tencent or something like that. It's either PlayStation, Xbox, or like Tencent, or like one of the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else is out there. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Anyway, if this is a thing that's happening, we will probably find out at some point whether or not someone bites. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think this this will solve itself very quickly. Um, but it's interesting this out there. Maybe, uh, you know what? I'm going to throw it out there. If we can get... Two billion dollars on our Patreon. Yep, we we'll will buy. buy we will buy Gearbox. Yeah, and every week, Randy Pitchford on the show doing magic tricks. Randy fucking Pitchfork doing fucking shows on the goddamn uh, doing tricks on the show. God damn it! We won't. Yeah, why two billion? Where have you pulled that number from? <laughs> straight from my butthole. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, we will continue to not live stream. Uh, so it'll just be oh, us describing to... the cool yeah, what's tricks that he's doing. Cool. Um, but he'll probably describe them as well. Uh, yeah. 
but we but won't. But you described we won't put that feed as on well because that'll be disruptive. So yeah, uh, but yeah, two billion. That's all okay. we have to reach. That's our new stretch goal hmm. on the Patreon. Uh, I think we are pretty close. Yeah, and all they make is Borderlands games from now on. Uh, yes. And but Remnant will, 3. Uh, Remnant <laughs> 3 and Homeworld uh, 3. I yeah, they're still around the corner. Yeah, Homeworld's still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that out yet, that uh, new one? Oh, or do we no, miss it's it? not. No, it's not out They did the remastered, right? Yeah, the, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But that stuff 3 got pushed back to next year. Oh, and a sequel to Alien Colonial Marines. Oh, no, nah, it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy. Yeah, okay. Excellent. 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 <laughs> uh, We're skipping the sequel. The second one the is one. entirely those sewer aliens. Right. It's just those sewer aliens the entire time. Yeah, the, the blind ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was an amazing section. All right. Let's do, some, let's do some questions. Is there any questions for there this There are week? questions. There are questions. Fantastic. I can see the thing. All right. Fucking holy shit. We've got... We got essay questions. Yeah, I gotta bring it across. I can't I can't crane my neck like that. Alrighty. Veldar writes, Veldar's back. Spoilers mm. for the Double Fine Psychonauts 2 documentary. Wow, what a weird show. It is great to have an insight into a company like Double Fine that flirts with being a triple-A studio when they have the budget, but I think Tim Schaefer is a crap boss. He needs all the assets basically created before he can write the story, but the assets need to be informed by his story. It's such a toxic way of working on a project. Him hiring the project lead to take all the criticism to deflect away from Tim being blamed directly. Tim blasting a worker when she said she was scared of a crunch culture appearing. It's really gross to watch. Tim seems to want the aesthetics of being one of the gang until he needs shit done, and then he's the boss. I might be a bit cynical about it. Maybe I've read too much Marx, but at least in a regular company, you know where you stand. Anyway, I guess that's not really a question. Have either of you lads in all your time in the industry seen another company that exists like Double Fine? Jeez. Uh, uh, maybe not to that extent, but we were just talking about Randy fucking Pitchfork. And it did seem like he had a bit of a lax uh, approach to upper management. Um, a little bit of a um, a bit of a flat structure until he needed someone to take the fall for him leaving a USB stick in medieval times. If you know what I'm talking about, um, the like I think. The double fine example is probably pretty unique because a lot of the time these like auteur driven um, companies are driven by more by ego, like not not in a bad way, but like by these strong uh, egos that have a commanding vision as opposed to you know tim shafe has got that riz right like he's he's very charismatic and he drives it by being extremely charismatic but that also leads to him wanting to be involved with people a lot more to keep them moving forward and i think you know i still haven't watched uh the documentary but uh i guess it leads to situations where 
being so involved with uh, people below him means he has more interactions that can be negative. What do you think? Like you've watched the fucking documentary, you're probably more fucking qualified. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been a while. I think I disagree with a bunch of the comments. Um, Comment singular. Well, I, I think Tim Schaefer is, yes, he's the head, but uh, he wasn't necessarily in a, a like a, I don't know, a, a game director role at that point. Okay. That's why they brought somebody else in because um, having a game director there is overseeing all of the other production roles, right? Uh, Tim Schafer's role was was more of a you know the CEO and and head writer, um, and I think the the you'd probably be surprised, but a lot of games, a lot of AAA games do work that way. Of like, they are writing the game as the systems are coming together, and it kind of works both ways. The the designers will come out and be like, hey, we've got this this level that we're working on. How do we get that in the script? And then the script has to go back and form it. So I think like overall they had an outline of how the actual story would go through. But then you're trying to think of ways to get from point A to point B and mm. point C and then writing those bits in between. And then he's writing all the character dialogue and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that is just like that sort of game design. We see that quite often of like design decisions or levels informing the narrative or the other way around if they can come up with something that needs to be in a certain situation. It's um, funny. Uh, it reminds me of... Um, uh, who was it? Chet Fasilek, uh, who mm. said that uh, he had Half-Life 3 written. Yeah. Uh, and then he walked, walked it back. Uh, I think it was on a podcast. He was talking about how like he had it written, but that's not necessarily what half-life 3 story would have been because like in the other games like they write Stuff out changes. an outline but where it goes while you're writing is not necessarily you know the, there are things that can't be done in the engine or thing or gameplay sequences that they want to have an excuse to get to and things like that you know um so yeah and an outline is very different to a um an entire story you know yeah and i think him being involved from like writing the entire story and then coming in and which is why like a, there was a creative director involved but then clearly that didn't work out and then him being like oh, well, i've got to i've got to now take the reins off that um and handle it because that person wasn't doing the right job and i think the crunch thing was something that came into it but i might have talked about this uh, it's in this weird spot where yes double fine doesn't want to do the crunch and they they don't on to an extent of a lot of other studios but there does come a time where i think they were talking about like the people that wanted to stay back and actually work on the thing that they're passionate about can do that but they're not forcing people to do it like i think everybody works in an environment where sometimes you're if you do enjoy the things you want to do like you kind of want to put in those extra hours like you and i have fucking (laughs) like you want to talk about crunch culture, the amount of times we get a game come through and we are playing it until three in the morning um, because we're having to get work done. That is just the nature of the industry sometimes. Um, well, and unfortunately, it's, just, it's not a, a good one. Two and a half hours when I hate it, it's crazy. <laughs> right. And some people like, 
are, are very passionate about the art they work on and they want to spend extra time doing it or like you know whether it's programming or doing art or writing or whatever it is and i think you do start to get in a tricky situation when you start telling people like you can't work on that anymore uh, and then that becomes weird but at the same time it does make those other people feel like on the outside um uh there was an interesting have you seen the metallica documentary some kind of monster no it's about it's about like when uh when james goes into like rehab or whatever and there's a whole thing even in that side the creative side of the band getting together and talking about like like working on a song um and being in the you know the recording studio from this time to that time uh and then james being like i i've been told by my you know doctors that this is my clock off time and then there being arguments from that coming out of being like well does that mean that like once you leave the studio i can't write a fucking a drum note or like you know a bar from a um on my guitar and that's that sort of same mentality is that like some people want to be creative outside of certain hours and like mm. you can't really force them at the same time so yes they don't have a crunch culture but but also at certain times maybe there are points where you need to especially around deadlines put your head down and try and get some of that work done and i, I think uh, it's just especially for them when they're in a they're in a position of having uh like a budget and you're having to pay people that can be tricky because you can't be like well nobody can work on this stuff now and eventually we're gonna run out of money and then what happens like we've still got to you know then we have to start laying people off and yeah it, i mean there's it's, i think it's easy to say that um like crunch culture shouldn't be a thing but sometimes you just have to get the work done unfortunately it's a problem when it's like you're that's all they're doing when it's like a year thing that's fucking insane but i don't think that's what double fine was I don't doing think that's what veldo was saying yeah like more um, that like he was being a shitty boss by yelling at the worker when she like said she was scared of it coming to be yeah i don't like, i mean i sort of recall that i don't think it was necessarily yelling i think it was more just like having an actual conversation back and saying i get probably similar things to what i was just saying is that like you can't force people that want to be creative to just put their pencils down and go home if they want to stay back and work on something after work it's up to them um yeah I don't know. Well, Velda, you emailed the Tim Schafer Defense Force and uh, you get the <laughs> fucking defense. That's what you get, okay? That's what happens, damn it. I don't um, remember the rest of the question. Have- I guess the other the <laughs> is maybe like a valve. You, talked about, you just talked about a valve. Valve's got a weird structure of like a, a flat, flat structure. structure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about like other... Well, I mean, Double Fine's not indie anymore. They weren't indie... They were indie during the making of this. Any but public instances of Gabe Newell being a jackass, so... Yeah, uh, throwing his thongs at people. Yeah. Um, now, Eric yeah. Johnson, on the other hand. The Slayer. That fucking... That pee hound. Uh, anyway, good question, Valdar. I'm sorry uh, it wasn't answered at all by Luke, but I did give it a punt. So, um, Dr. E3 Money... Uh, they call him the Nard Dog. Uh, have either of what? you what? What? What are you what? talking about, Doctor E Three Money? Yeah, has a question. 
Yeah, no, you, you said they call him the what? The Nard Dog. Why is that? I don't know. It's just a nickname. Who um, calls him that? People. People at Cornell. You sound um, like Donald Trump. Uh, have either of you tired any mods, tried any mods for Starfield yet? I was not oh. super... I was super not impressed with the interface and the field of view in my first session. Highly recommend Star UI Inventory, uh, or Inventory, depending on how you pronounce that word, I don't know, uh, through Nexus Mods. It gives you more info on the inventory screens, fits more in, and gives you extra info, including a mass value ratio. Easy setup with the Nexus Mod Manager program. It also recommends you get uh, Bethany Pie do that yeah. first which backs up your in ini files for you before you make changes and gives you a lot more and finer control over the graphics settings including fov modifiers for first and third person which was a pleasant and welcome surprise uh have we tired any mods for starfield yet i suppose is the question that is where i see a question mark i have not drew uh, but, uh, first of all, fantastic advice on this Bethany pie, whatever the fuck that is, because uh, I hadn't heard of it, but uh, it sounds important. Uh, yeah, and but I was looking at Star UI, and uh, it looks fucking, it looks taupe. I didn't know there was mass value ratio calculations built in either, which is, that's even fucking better. Uh, I try to do it in my head, but yeah, I'd love never to see how out. well I've gone. When Job's telling me to pick up fucking needles at the start of the game or something. It wasn't needles, mate. It was fucking, it was someone else. And I I reckon, I reckon I was right on that shit. Yeah, I turns out I you didn't need money. See. I can't wait. Yeah, well, there is that. Um, yes, uh, I think you've already answered this uh, earlier on in the podcast, but you have tried the DLSS mod, right? Yes, I can no get the mods. name of it. Because I feel like uh, it's called Starfield Frame Generation, replacing FSR2 with DLSSG. And it currently has 155,000 downloads. Yep. Um, if you don't have uh, a 40 series card, you can download the Starfield Upscaler, replacing FSR with DLSS or XESS. Um, and and that is the um, that basically puts in the DLSS uh for the i think it's 30 series cards yeah were the first ones oh no the 20 or 20, 20 series yeah 20, yeah, 20 series and up yeah. uh and then the intel is uh x e s s i think that's another open source one off yeah the top of my head but uh yeah that's for their arc graphics cards yeah um so if you have an nvidia card i would probably recommend doing Apparently the better uh, right yeah so digital foundry we ran a thing and they were like yep. it's better do we talk about that here or I can't like, it's too long ago man no um so yeah apparently that that upscaler is is better the, the mod is better than the fsr implementation so yeah. i'd recommend uh checking that out um and if you don't believe me go check out digital founder i did a um a, a section on it yeah yeah all righty excellent cool that is uh was that the questions anymore that's the questions good stuff all right no, anything dog and Veldar. Thank you. Yeah, anything you want to plug for this week you've been working on or give a shout out to? Uh, go and read my NBA 2K23 
uh, review on Oz Gamers and then apply everything I said in that to NBA 2K24. Sends uh, the parts about the the my player oh, yeah, story mode. And uh, yeah, and I'd have to include some WNBA stuff. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, I went back and read it. Still a cracking review. Still fantastic. Uh, I'm not paid enough uh, considering the quality of my reviews. Fuck, I'm good at that. Anyway, uh, what about you, Luke? What do you got? Uh, Assassin's you can go Creed to, Mirage. Yeah, you can go to gamepo.com, my Assassin's Creed Mirage preview. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've got going up. I'm not sure. I'm working on some Mortal Kombat content. Uh, we're still working on Starfield, Baldur's Gate stuff. Um, we just started Pokemon today. It is busy right now. Mm. Um, so yeah, you can go there and check out some of my stuff. Uh, that is it for this cool. week. You can find us on iTunes, Android, anywhere you get podcasts from. You can find us on the Gap with GA podcast. Uh, if you have a moment, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find us on the internet. You can go to our, our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there and, uh, I don't know, talk about movies, books, TV shows, cooking, uh, Wordle, framed streaks, play mm. video games, or send questions and get roasted. Um, no, I, <laughs> that's not what happened. I uh, had a conversation, a one-way yeah, conversation. A one-way conversation <laughs> where you didn't answer his question. Yeah. Don't worry, we tried. It was you hard. Didn't, you didn't try. You didn't try Look, at all. I tried. No. One of us tried. Sometimes you accused him questions. of saying things he didn't and then refused to answer his question. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes we get questions and they're like that, like the Heath ones, where they yeah. go on for fucking six minutes, right? And yeah. at the end, it's like, what is the calculation of a train moving? At, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, That's you are so focused that, on this one thing. You're doing You literally again. just said. The Tim Schafer <laughs> Defense Force is back out in strength. The questions moment is over, Luke. Stop it. I'm going to get trying to wrap this up. To defend himself. He apparently needs you to defend him. Yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? Uh, I Discord. No idea. Oh, Discord, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah um anyway you can jump in there you can uh, also go to our website thegapodcast.com it's got links to all of our past episodes including uh, social media links and anything else we decide to put up there as well um that is all thanks to our patreon members if you want to help support this show you can go to patreon.com slash the ga podcast you can become a recurring member and get the podcast a little bit earlier when we can put it up um are we doing that this week we uh, we can this week, yes, because it nice. is a very early morning embargo for Ooh. Mortal Kombat. Um, and there you go. That is the show. Uh, we got some. Yeah, it's oh, a spicy. And thank week you stuff. to our thank you to our patrons. Thank you, you didn't say thank you. They know. They know we love them. Oh my god! Say thank you, yeah. Luke. Thank you to our patrons. Yeah, there it uh, is. Yeah, this week's been a busy week. Um, Crew Motorfest is out, I think, tomorrow. Uh, wow. I'm not sure if we'll be playing that. I enjoyed it when I played it's it. It was the, fun. It's, the top, it's, it's right there at the top of the list of games I'm not going to play. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet DLC, is that next to Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat is out uh, early access tomorrow and then next week. Lies appear at the end of this week. Party Animals is this week. Next, next week. 
Oh, Friday night yeah. is next week. Well, I mean, next week, sure. Uh, Payday 3 is next week. And does Counter-Strike 2 have a release date? No. No? Uh, maybe it's next week. Uh, and then the week after that, fucking Cyberpunk. You pumped for that? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Tentatively? Uh, I'm keeping my uh, hype in check. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll wait and see. But... It's busy, 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 busy time. Yeah. Uh, and then October kicks off and it's fucking insane too. Uh, mm. Yeah, so we got some good stuff coming up. Um, stay tuned. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back next week. Stay safe. Love you. Bye. Bye.